Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue you. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think it's, that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and this is a weekly comedy variety talk show where I chat with comedians, friends, characters, and various guests about life and what they do over a couple of drinks. You guys, oh my gosh, this this episode, I can't say enough good things about this. This is really exciting. This week's guest is Geneva Dickey with JE Matchmaking. This is super cool what Geneva does. She is a Halifax matchmaker. She is the only one east of Montreal that has a matchmaking business. So she has matchmaking services. She does dating coaching. She does speed dating and she does workshops as well. So she offers a lot to the single community here in Halifax and it's pretty freaking awesome. So I reached out to Geneva and she came over and we had an amazing chat about what she does. This episode, I mean, like if you are single or at all interested in dating and relationships, this is the episode for you. We really dive deep into this. I can't say enough good things. I actually recently bought a book that Geneva recommended to me and I'm obsessed with it already. Uh, I did attend one of her wing woman workshops, which was unreal. She really truly is bringing people together in the community and creating an environment where people can talk openly about dating and also just about, you know, mindset and confidence, just how to work on yourself to make dating more of a positive experience. I can't say enough good things about the workshop I attended. It was so great to sit down with a bunch of other women, all different ages, all different backgrounds, and kind of come together and talk about this. So hats off to you, Geneva. You are doing great work. And she was an amazing guest. This episode is so good, you guys. I cannot wait for you to hear it. So if this is something that interests you, if you want to go to a speed dating event or a workshop or maybe look into her services, you're going to want to go to jematchmaking.com and also follow her on social media. On Instagram, the handle is jematchmaking, all one word. I'm going to link below to all the places you can find jematchmaking. Please check it out. This is just so cool and so needed in this age of online dating where it can be really, um, really shallow and, you know, tiring. So, what she is doing is really awesome. It's taking people off the apps and getting you to meet people in person. 
which I'm a big fan of. So do make sure as well to follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Please subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you enjoy the show. This way you won't miss an episode going forward. And it lets me know that y'all still like this thing that I do. If you really, really dig it, um, you can leave an iTunes rating or review. That's always appreciated. And you can even take it a step further and check out Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash intoxicated. You can donate a monthly amount and receive some extra content. And obviously, the more Patreons that sign up, the more I will give. So check that out if you're interested. I did also want to let you guys know about the next live stream. Now, I took a bit of a break in the summer. It was just too hot in my apartment. I just couldn't do it. But I'm starting them back up again, guys. So we are going to do a Halloween live stream on Saturday, October 26th. I'm not sure on the exact time yet, but follow on social media and I will update you guys. It's more than likely going to start around 9 p.m. Halifax time. And I'm going to have some of my comedian friends on. We are going to dress up in costume, maybe watch a movie or two and comment on the movie. Um, There's a bunch of things that we could potentially do. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to tune in on YouTube and Twitch. So head on over to whichever one you prefer. On YouTube, it is youtube.com backslash intoxicated. And on Twitch, it is twitch.tv backslash intoxicated podcast. I'll leave links below to that as well. So keep that on your radar. That is Saturday, October 26th, the Halloween live stream. I can't wait to get back into streaming. I really enjoy it. And who knows, maybe there'll be another marathon coming up. Who knows? Um, I don't want to promise anything yet, but I am thinking of some ideas for a potential marathon. Um, Will it be 12? Will it be 10? Will it be 15 hours? I don't know. Will it be 24? I don't know. Am I insane? Maybe. I will keep you up to date on that as I plan it. In the meantime, guys, I hope you enjoyed this awesome and super informative episode with Geneva Dickey from JE Matchmaking. All right. You must have like a whirlwind of people in your head at all times. Like just with all the events and stuff that you organize. Oh, yeah. And even just matchmaking, like I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, these people, they would be great together. Oh, my God. I just don't sleep anymore. I'm... So ridiculously fascinated by you. I'm so excited to talk. Let's just let's just freaking get into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have a very special guest on the show today. I've never met her. She, I, we only just met. Mm-hmm. Um, but Geneva. Geneva, what's your last name? Geneva Dickey. Geneva Dickey? Yeah. Geneva Dickey. Yes. Hi, everybody. And you are with, is it J.E. Marketing? J.E. Matchmaking. J.E. Matchmaking. Matching. Okay. Mm-hmm. You used to be... Halifax movie? Speed dating Halifax. Okay. Yeah. Is that underneath you or within the brand or? It was Speed dating Halifax. And I just recently started matchmaking. Well, not just recently. It was February last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people knew that speed dating existed, but nobody knew that matchmaking existed, but matchmaking is my passion. So I decided to change the brand and change everything up so that people knew that you're a matchmaker. Yeah. But you offer, so you are, you do speed dating events. Mm -hmm. You do matchmaking mm-hmm. and you do dating coaching. Dating coaching. Now, that's what I'm. Well, I'm, I'm interested in all of these. Yeah, all of these areas. Yeah, um, because it's a hard world out there. It is a hard world out there, especially when you're dating. Yes, it's real hard and harder than I think any generation before. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're not just meeting people at saw cops down the street. No, and saying, "Oh, you want to go steady?" Yeah, and then you go exactly. steady. Like it's just not that easy. At fifteen years old, and then you don't look at anybody else, and that's your girl, and that's right. your guy, and you know, yeah. 
And you still hear stories like that, but they seem quite rare. They are quite rare, and I think they kind of come into, like, smaller towns, too. Smaller towns. Smaller towns. And you get it quite, like, sometimes in this big cities as well, but it's mostly just um, how they were raised. Right. I see that, too. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So what? let's start at the very freaking beginning with you, because <laughs> okay. I feel like we have a lot to cover. We do. Um, but, like, obviously, you can totally come back on any time. Okay. Um, where did you grow up? So I'm from, from Truro. Truro! Yes! So you're from Ranaganesh. Are you from Ranaganesh? So, yeah. Aww. Small town gals here. Okay. I should have known. McClellan. McClellan, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course you're from Ranaganesh. Yeah, Mac. I'm a Mac <laughs> fan. Exactly. Uh, that's amazing. So you did grow up in a small town. Yeah, I did. Outside of Truro, too. So in, in the country of Truro. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Country gal. Country gal. Are you a country girl, but did you turn into a big city girl? I did. Yeah, I think I was born a city girl that was born in the country. Yes. Yeah. Actually, me too. Yeah. I was, I always liked running around the woods and stuff, but I was always kind of snobby about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you did it in a dress and you freaking owned it. You know what I mean? So like a I little snobby I never liked camping, it. but I would do it in a camper. Yeah. I would do glamping. Glamping, but before but glamping camping. was a thing. Yeah. Still, I Legit. hate camping. I still can't do it. See, I can. I used oh, to yeah? plant out in BC. That's how I kind of put myself through university. Oh. So I used to sleep in a tent. Oops. I used to sleep in a tent um, for two months out of the summer. Oh, my gosh. But you can't catch me in a tent, not, you know, recreationally. Heck no. No, 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 no. 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 no it's uh, mm-hmm. not not the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. I need a bathroom. I need a shower. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need those things. Even yeah. if it's, like, a big, like, I've had situations where, like, friends have had, like, big Airbnb cabin outings, like, with friends and stuff. Yeah. They're like, there's a bunch of us coming. Come do it. But, I like, never want to do that. Some of you will have to sleep in the same bed and some of you will have to camp. And I'm like, no, I need a bed. I, ideally, my own room. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm being that snobby. Yeah. Ideally, my own room, too. Like, that would be the ideal situation. So. Anything kind of, like, outside of my house, really. I don't really want to go for an entire weekend to I anything. T- totally get you. No. Unless Unless it's a vacation down south or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. that'll do. <laughs> so Truro Gal, and Truro then gal. you did, what's your background in? Um, so I have way too much education in geography and geomatics. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, and I was not expecting that for some reason. Yeah, I Interesting. know. Nobody expects that, no. So were you, are you someone whose life you thought was going one way, and then you're like, no, we're going to go this way? Um, No, I kind of always knew where my life was going from the very beginning. Ooh! Like, right when I graduated high school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I'm not a wishy-washy person, which I think is why I do so well in business, because I don't wish-a-wash any like decisions I make I just do it you're just straightforward straight shooter so when I graduated high school I went right to school and then I did one semester of school in business and then I was like no this isn't for me I switched to geography and then from geography I went and did an advanced diploma at COGS which is like an NSCC yes that teaches you the software to actually make the maps because geomatics is making maps oh and then from there, I was like, okay, well, now I need to go to Calgary because that's the only places to get jobs. And then I went to Calgary and I lived there for five years. Calgary, yes. And then just before my 30th birthday, I'm like, I'm fat. I'm unhappy. I'm sitting in an office all day long and I can't stand this place. So I quit my job and moved back here. So it's just like, yeah, whatever I decide that year is going to be what happens. You just, you just, you're a doer. Yeah. What's your zodiac sign? Libra. My birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday! I know. Thank you. Oh, well, I actually, that all makes sense because Libras are really like straight, straight shooters from what I understand. And we love love. Love love. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you did that. And I should say we are drinking guys. We're drinking wine. Um, and she's drinking Starbucks too. PSL. Yeah. PSL season. Um, pumpkin spice latte. You know, I'm not a fan of them. They're too really? sweet. I, th- I, I know. I was drinking I'm a flat this one. white girl. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Girl, don't play. <laughs> That's a legit drink right there. <laughs> I like espresso a lot. I, I really want to. I think when I get really rich, if yeah. I ever get really, when I get really rich, yeah, when you get really rich, um, I want to get an espresso machine. Really, like one of those big, heavy duty, fancy ones, want, like cappuccinos and flat whites. I okay. freaking love. Okay, what is a flat white? I think, okay, that's actually a good question. And I, I am going to Google it just to make sure I don't give any wrong info. Cause mm-hmm. I know it has something, it's always has to do with like the percentage of foam and espresso, like, like the ratios. What is, uh, I know flat. latte is mostly milk, mostly milk, cappuccino is mostly foam. Yeah. It's a flat, it's a coffee drink consisting of espresso with micro foam. Oh. So it's like a different kind of foam, I okay. think. So yeah, it's delicious. But I, I love cappuccinos too, but I love the coffee. So obviously you're a coffee girl too. I am. But in terms of booze, cause this podcast started about drinking. Really? Kind, it kind of originated of like, ah, dr- drink podcast, but it, it's not doable anymore. <laughs> but, uh, we just tend to have a drink. But let's, we got to cheers anyways for good luck. Yeah. Uh, but we're drinking white wine with a nice cube in it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I just got it from the liquor store and it was warm. But are, do you have a poison when it comes to drinking? Do you um, have a drink, I'm a drink? big beer fan. Okay. That's, like the craft beer. You know beer. what? Because I saw your brewery event. Yeah. I thought about getting beer tonight just yeah. in case you wanted a beer. Yeah. And I went with wine because I thought it was safer. Yeah. But been... I also work at an Italian restaurant, so we serve a ton of wine as well. So I'm like, a, I love that too. <gasps> just booze. Italian food is the best It food. is the food. Yeah. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, you look great. I know. <laughs> I know. You know you do. I mean, thank you. <laughs> there you go. As long as you're saying I know or thank you, I think you're in the right spot. It's the girls are like, no, I'm not. Like, no, I don't. Like, at least you're saying I know. Like, I think both of those are and good And then I'm responses. like, oh, be humble. I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I know. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, okay. So you have that background and you moved back to Halifax. Yeah. How the heck... You said that you love love. Yeah. How the heck did you decide to start a matchmaking? It was just pure business. evolution. Like I never, okay. So even like in my young years, I would definitely, um, it wasn't so much like individually hooking up people. It was more so having events to introduce people. And a lot of couples came out of it. This was like, oh. even in like university times when I was in Calgary, all that kind of stuff. So, um, there was a lot of couples that just came out of me introducing them just through events and like parties and stuff that I would throw because I love it. You're an event planner, so you get I it. I get it. It's like a high. It is. When but you wouldn't like, you agree that it is one of the most stressful jobs? Oh my goodness. Every day before an event, like a speed dating event or something, I'm like, why do I do, do this? this? Right. I know. Like, why do I do this? I know. And then afterwards, you're on such a high because it actually worked out well that yeah. you book your next event. And it's, it's one of those professions too. Like, I've gone back and forth with event planning. Yeah. Cause when I, I have a PR degree and out of that, I was like, oh, I think I want to go more event planning and not so much like, your relations or writing or anything like that yeah um but when i started to work in the field i was like holy shit this is so stressful i don't know if i want to do this mm-hmm. but then i always end up coming back to it oh totally because i think it's like one of those things that's really you can see the results of your work yeah and that can be good and bad <laughs> so yeah. you can see the fails yeah and it's it can be kind of thankless unfortunately yeah. the fails are or like just i think just in general yeah. i'm planning people don't realize how much work goes into even yeah. just the smallest of events and people right? will tell you how to do it better when they've never planned a single event in their life yeah that's okay oh everyone has their ideas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so but it's it's it takes a certain type of person 
to do event planning. Totally. You have to thrive in chaos. Yeah. Kind of. And know how to organize that chaos. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting, like, specifically with events that it's like you're dealing with, you want to match people. You want people to mingle and talk and connect. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's very similar to a business networking event. Yeah. Attitude, except with love and dating. Yeah. And compatibility. Yeah. So... How, like, what was the moment where you were like, okay, I'm actually going to do this and make this well, a business? It was interesting. I've always been entrepreneurial. So my yeah. parents owned a wreath and Christmas tree business growing up. So I've always kind of had that mindset. But um, when my first speed dating event, I had a really depressed, so I just moved back my 30th birthday quit my big calgary oil and gas job which is like to most people would be the beat it you know beat all the end all right yeah Yeah. um so i quit that i moved back and i'm a server Mm -hmm. um so i started serving here and i just bounced between jobs because apparently i have an attitude and um (laughs) word on the street i don't know what they're talking about I love it already. <laughs> oh, I can bring the bell in. What the is bell that? is like a yes bell. Like, so like, yes. Like, you, yes like if, queen. If, you, if you make a good point. Exactly. It's yeah. a yes queen bell. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So ding it whenever and I'm going to ding it whenever for you. So. Okay. Well, apparently I have a toot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that though. But mm-hmm. but that it's... um. Uh, it's tricky. Yeah. But I do think that those are the people who make also make the best entrepreneurs. Yes. Because they're the don't, worst employee. They don't want to work for anybody but themselves. Yeah. So fuck it. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So then I was, uh, I had a really not, I wouldn't say depressed summer, but I had kind of a blue summer. I mm-hmm. didn't have very much money because I was just starting at a new serving job and you don't get the best shifts. So right. I couldn't travel. I couldn't do anything that I love to do. I was just reading in my tiny little apartment all day long. And I read... Uh, have you ever heard of Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Yes, it's on my shelf. Oh, there it is. Yes, I have yes. it. I don't think I've read all of it because I just suck at reading books, but, but you know is... what? You don't even have to read all of it. You have to read the first half. First half, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically it told me because I was trying to like completely eliminate stress in my life. And I was like, oh, once all the stress is gone, I'll be super happy. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. I got rid of all my stress and I was like, okay, I'm not happy. So then he said to add a little bit of stress into your life. And I was like, and I used to, I always used to plan events and parties and all that kind of stuff. So that uh, a friend of mine was doing a speed dating was well, helping out somebody do speed dating in Toronto and she was just kind of telling me a little bit about it so I just booked in an event on Facebook I invited all my friends my first speed dating event and uh, I made that event happen so it took you a just month did it. I just did it I just booked it in invited all my friends I'm like this is a speed dating event and it's your first one so you're just you're starting small with your network yeah and you're you're grassroots rooting it yeah really, I didn't like- even plan it I didn't even like oh this is gonna be and um so we did it and it's like so it was like a week before and I like had two guy tickets sold and like three women tickets sold <laughs> and I'm like that is not a speed dating event <laughs> one one girl's go go leave real sad <laughs> I know five people does not make a speed dating event so I started adding a ton of people to Facebook and then I'd be mm. like I'd be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I accidentally added you but I see that you're single <gasps> I'm hosting this event I probably messaged 500 people shut up to get seven men and seven women to the first speed dating event holy fuck yes Mama's a hustler. Yeah. For you. But I can't fail at anything. If I could do as much work. Yeah. 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 You have that Libra attitude. I love that though. I refuse. You're competitive with yourself. Yeah. Because even with this podcast, people tell me all the time, they're like, tone it back, Sarah. Just take a break. Just, just stop. And I'm like, no, I like the satisfaction of saying that I never missed a week. Yeah. Because so many uh, podcasters, YouTubers, anyone will just like, take a break and then they lose it and they lose that momentum and I'm, I'm like no nope, not doing it no if it's done it's done it's 
or um, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's one or the other. Oh, absolutely. So you got that hustler mentality. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, you need to see the movie Hustlers, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. It's great. Wait, is that the Jennifer one with Lopez. Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to see that so bad. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I recommend it to literally everyone. But well, they like, said specifically it's like, like strong women. Like, yeah. It's, it, it's kind of about female friendship, but also like it's just really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I do need to see that. It's so good. <laughs> so first event mm-hmm. happened. Seven men and seven women. That's not too bad. No. It, that that wall, as long as you have a seven men and seven women, that's a speed dating event. Everybody leaves pretty happy. And you just arrange it just like you would a speed dating event where they have so much time with each person and it rotates. Yes. Um, did you see success? Uh, not in the those? first one. Okay, yeah, okay. No. But basically on average now for every speed dating event, we get one new couple. On average. One new couple really? out of each speed dating event. Yeah. Yeah. One It'd new be couple. interesting to see too, like how many people, um, go on another date. Yeah. Or like, oh cause you, might, you might not always get a couple, but I, it would be interesting to see like how many people go on a second date or third There's date. a lot of dates that come out. Really? Of it. Yeah. A lot of first dates and then of course goes down for the second dates, but then we yeah. usually get one couple out of each one. There was one that we did at the daily grind on Birmingham and they, um, it was 30 to 40 and it was this summer and it was gorgeous. It was outside. We had the music playing and it was a beautiful summer day. We had three couples coming to that one. I think Shut it was just up. like, I was just, and the people were amazing that came and unique and dynamic. And like, you knew that there was going to be a lot. There was, there was, there was electricity everywhere with that event. Oh my god! Oh, and there's people, and I don't like to say this out loud, only because it makes little people like stand off. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> but there's people that will come just to watch the speed dating events. They'll come to the actual venue. Oh, as to a bystander. Yes, because it is so interesting. I bet to you watch. it kind of feels like you're a like because I, I imagine a lot of servers mm-hmm. witness a lot of dates too. Oh yes, we do. So it's kind of that that mentality of like ooh, like because you ever like see two people and you're like okay what is this is this a first date or have they been dating a year yeah i love doing that like uh, like looking at body language and like the chemistry and just being like what's going on here yeah are they fighting they look like they're fighting what's happening here? yeah yeah for real but what i love about a speed dating event and why i'm so happy it exists is Mm -hmm. it takes people off the freaking i know yeah the apps are truly i think what is killing people's desire to date oh yeah and yes it is an option and it's kind of makes you lazy in my opinion absolutely but to go to a place where you're guaranteed to talk to Mm -hmm. a person in front of you yeah and you're looking at them yeah and you're getting a vibe you're picking up on their tone and their it's just so important because like with me when i'm swiping i'm like i don't i can't assess attraction and Based you waste on a profile. so much time. You waste so much time. Yeah. And the swiping. Yeah. There's so many no's. Yeah. How much time, so standardly at a speed dating event, how much time do they get with each other? Depends on how big it is. So okay. there's one where I had 20 men and 20 women. Oof. That's a lot. That was the biggest. I don't go bigger than 12 and 12 now. That was the biggest I ever did. Maybe 14 and 14. Right. But that they would have like four to five minutes together. But mostly Ooh. I would like six minutes together. That would be so cool. Oh, it's so fast. It's like, hi, what's your name? And then like that quick little, yeah. And do you leave them to their own devices with the speed dating? Or do you have suggested questions? I have suggested questions, but they tend to not stick to them. They Hmm. get so, it's it's a nerve wracking experience. Oh my God. I can only imagine. You can be like the most social person in the world and you're nervous going speed dating. (sighs) Totally. 
So I have sample questions for them that they can, and there's some people that I personally coach prior to going to speed dating. Right. Um, just so they can have a, like, they can just relax and have a good time while they do it. Right. But, uh, six minutes is mostly what they get. And really, it's not, you're not, you, you know, for six minutes, you can't be like, oh, I, I, I would totally spend my entire life with this person. No. You either know if it's a no, or maybe I could spend more time with them. You never know, yes, like, yes. Right. This is the person I want to start dating. Yeah. Like, you that don't know that after happen, six minutes. I feel like, but it is extremely rare. And if it does happen, it's only based on attraction, yeah. which is not compatible, con- like, conducive to good relationships. So, yeah. Okay. Usually, yeah. I love that, though. Because yeah. you're right. Yeah. And like, like I've been thinking a lot about attraction and compatibility and I'm like, it, like I can truly look at a guy and be like, yeah, you're good looking. Yes. But I need more. You do. And I think most people need more. Yeah. Than just looking. Um, and I have a theory about this too. Ooh, tell me. Do you want to hear the theory? Yes. And it's just in my head theory. I haven't done, I, I do research all the time, but this is kind of something that I've been towing around. I want to do, um, a blog about it soon, but I still am kind of figuring everything out. But there's three parts of finding, ha- of having like, a good relationship with somebody mm-hmm. attraction mm-hmm. uh chemistry and compatibility mm-hmm. so majority of people today nowadays um they will base the majority of their relationships on attraction and chemistry and the right. red flags that we see from compatibility like oh i don't really want to date someone who has children he has children but okay because he's i'm attracted to him and we have good conversations and then it just comes up later down the road it comes up later down the road we kind of ignore those things that you know make us happy yes you know what i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of things like even if it's smoking and you don't want to smoke even if it's 420 and you don't 420 yeah there's a lot of like non-negotiables there that is part of compatibility that we completely forget about right for attraction and chemistry what i want to develop is and when you come to a matchmaker compatibility is what we're looking for i send you on dates based on compatibility i also send you on dates based on um if you guys would look good together so there's not a huge um difference in attraction between the two people that i'll send on dates thank you yeah yeah i'm so glad that you said that because i was going to ask you about that yeah because we can't avoid that part of it it's i think it's icky sometimes to talk about yeah but you're correct yeah because it is important yeah at the end of the day, but it, it it certainly is not the most important thing. No. But you do need to be physically attracted to the person. Absolutely, yeah. And so when you're matchmaking, do you ask people, like, what do you find physically attractive in somebody? Or I do. Okay, cool. Um, We don't go too, too deep into it. And when I first started, because you said it was icky, I almost avoided that. When I first started doing matchmaking, right. I was like, okay, we're going to describe all these things that you want in a partner, but please don't tell me what you're actually physically attracted to, because that's gross. Like, that's just too shallow. And, <laughs> too shallow. That's the thing you know what people I mean? think it's shallow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now, basically, what I do is I ask them, you know, show me some of your exes. What are some qualities that you look for? So that way I can get a real good picture of what they're looking for. For. there's a woman that i work with and she honestly she's very attracted to men who are tall dark and handsome uh-huh. and i'm just not going to send her on a date with a blonde guy with a blonde guy right. with blue eyes because she's just not attracted to that and that's totally fine right do you know that's what totally i mean fine. that's good totally you, fine though, that's good yeah but if there is some sort of compatibility there and i kind of am like and he doesn't perfectly met, meet the physical aspects that she's looking for sometimes i still do Dude, j- and it does work out sometimes well that's just it i think a lot of times people will just give someone a chance yeah and then they'll, they'll surprise themselves yeah be like oh okay i actually am attracted to this type yeah. of person and we confuse type with what we're attracted to interesting 
because everybody says my type is this and types I feel and I might be wrong you might disagree and please do if you do I love this I feel that types are basically um, just past relationships that haven't worked Mm -hmm. and if they haven't worked in the past how can that be your type I don't believe in types oh I love that but I do believe in what you're attracted to right yeah some but and i think that depending on how people look at what a type is yeah because you're right like because there's jokes that you can make oh you always go for narcissists so sarah's type <laughs> sarah's type is narcissist is your type narcissist which is true <laughs> um <laughs> but actually no it's not because that uh, you're right those are past things that didn't work out yeah so like yeah. really yeah that's an interesting way to look at it you can be attracted to one thing mm-hmm. but maybe just have a pattern yeah. maybe it's just patterns yes like we have past patterns of going for these types of men yeah and obviously they didn't work for reasons yeah and i feel that a lot of the time and it's interesting that you say that like patterns of our type of men yeah a lot of the time it's just the type of men that have been open to us as well or yeah. have pursued us as well. One thing that I love to teach is to be able to true, like choose your partner. I say it to men quite a bit, actually. Uh, men will allow themselves to be chosen quite a bit. And then they always regret it after. Men, I'm like, you have to choose your partner. You have to choose your partner. Same with women. You have to choose your partner. Cho- you're choosing. You're choosing. Don't allow your partner to choose you. <sighs> and don't allow them to just because they pursued, pursued you to the hardest um, to ignore those red flags, ignore those things that are not compatible with you yeah. and just say yes because it's easy. Right. And like you were saying in regards to being, you know, a professional woman, I bet you the person that you would be dating would probably be the one that is uh, able to pursue you the hardest because you're too busy uh-huh. to actually be able to select the proper man for you. And that's you're 100% correct because I, I've, I've used the word chasing in mm-hmm. the past or like you're chasing someone or you're pursuing them. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've pers- I've been the pursuer or the chaser. Okay. Okay? And I feel like as females, we get this in our heads where we're like, no, I want him to chase me now. Yeah. And it's like, we shouldn't look at it that way. Yeah. What we should, and I, someone said this on a podcast, and I mentioned this before, but like, it shouldn't be chasing. You mm-hmm. should like be meeting each other down the street. Absolutely. Like, you should be walking... At the same pace. Absolutely. Towards each other, because you both... It should be a mutual... Absolutely. ...thing. Yeah. And yes, I get that there's nuances in that. hmm Because we're all a little stuck in our ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a guy... Like, I'm a gal who's been... I told you, nine years. Like, almost nine years. hmm In December, it'll be nine years. Yeah. Um... And so I'm very stuck in the I'm picky who I go on dates with. Yeah. I'm leery to get excited. Yeah. If if like there's a new guy that pops up that might be putting signs out. I'm very leery to even say he's into me. Yeah. Because I'm so scared of getting let down. Yeah. There's such a fear there. Yeah. And so there's a lot to get over. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if the compatibility mm-hmm. and all those things that you said are right, it should be like you're walking towards each other, not one person's chasing. Yeah. And that can be male or female. Absolutely. Because females can be the pursuers too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes after the wrong. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see that a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. So figuring out what you want is it's a huge. huge factor in all of this. Yes. Um, can I ask what you are you single right now? Or I am single. You are. Yeah. So what's like your dating history like? Are you So I have basically dated everything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I have dated like That's good though. You um, have the experience. Yes. If I could teach anything, it's how to date. I could get like I, I love this. I'm so glad I have you in my life yeah. now. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Right. So I have dated rich. I've dated poor. I've dated really good looking. I've dated not so good looking. I've dated all of it. I've been different professions, different professions, different incomes, different. I've been engaged. I have really. Oh yeah. When were you engaged? Um, I was engaged a couple times. Not something I actually want to talk about. Shut and up! I talk about a lot of things. Okay. But yeah, we'll, no. we'll leave that off the table. These are long stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's just, a, that's long, just a little one. teaser. It's a little teaser. I've also been engaged a couple times. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. But you know what's interesting is that, um, all of these relationships, and they were long relationships, like none of these were short. I mean, mm. I, my first relationship was two years, then another one was a year and a half, and then my longest was like three years. Okay. And then, so like, you're like a long termer. But I'm also a short termer. Okay, you're both. Okay. So I'm both. I'm all of it. Love I just it. love men. <gasps> yeah. I love this. I love men. And I, I think that they're such interesting creatures. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. interesting would be a good word to use. And if I were to say, <laughs> yeah, they're interesting. But when I first started this, before I started doing the research in what it takes to be a dating coach and what it takes to do the matchmaking, because I date, I coached both men and women. So, but b- prior to doing that, I was a man hater. Okay. Because I did not understand them. Yeah. I did not understand them. And you just do a little bit of research to just kind of understand the male perspective, how they function, you know, just naturally. And you understand even a slight bit of that. You learn to love them. And you learn to look at them differently. Yeah. Because as much as we like to think we're the same, we're not. We're not. We think much differently. And we need completely different things. We communicate very differently. We're basically speaking two completely different languages. Yeah. And we need to learn to be bilingual. Yeah. Because so many women are just expecting, they're talking to their men or the men that they're dating and they want them to basically be hairy females and respond to them the way their girlfriends do. And mind readers. And mind readers. Yeah. Oh, and mind readers. And just understand all the emotions. That I wanted him to bring me flowers on Wednesday. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. Did you tell him that you wanted flowers on Wednesday? Yeah. No? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're mad about it. It's so true. And I'm so guilty of it. And one thing I'll recommend to anyone who wants to hear the male perspective, listen to, there's so many dating podcasts out there mm. with male hosts mm-hmm. that answer questions, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the J Train podcast with Jared Freed yeah. and You Up with Jared Freed as well. Same thing. It's a male and female co-host, but you get the male perspective and he's extremely honest. Yes. And he will not hold back. No. So he will not tell you what you want to hear if you write him in with a question. And it's quite interesting. Yeah. It's making me think of things differently, too. And it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You kind of look at them a little differently. And I mean, we have to remember, too, that like we have control over yeah. how we feel. Yeah. Like, we don't have to feel like they're assholes. No. If we just think of it a bit differently. No, exactly. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's assholes out there. There are, for sure. And there's a lot of them. Just like there's a lot of asshole girls out there. That's just it. Yeah. Girls, and like I'm friends with a lot of guys and I hear about it all the time. And I'm like, we're not so great either. No. We're humans in general just aren't can be not great. And everything I'm saying about guys, just like understanding men and how they think and stuff like that, it's the same for men. Same. You thing. really truly need to go and learn how women think, how they tick. And they, and every, the men <laughs> say that women are so complicated. I remember I was talking about, have you seen the meme on Facebook where it's like, the book is this long sitting on the table or this thick sitting on the table? And they're like, the manual for understanding women, volume one. And it's like, it's really not that complicated. No. We're, I mean, we are complicated creatures, but not as complicated as you think. Yeah. We just want to be loved. We just want you to show your love to us. We want to be protected and Listen taken care to. of. And we need to be listened to. Yeah. That's, I think that's, 
such a huge one. Such a huge one. Because so many people think that they're listening, but that they're not. They're just listening to talk again. And that's just humans in general, not just <laughs> men. It's so true. Yeah. Listening to talk again. But it was funny because I was actually having a daddy-daughter date with my dad today prior to coming here. Oh, nice. Because it was my birthday. Oh, yes. yes so yes, he took yes. me out to dinner. Um, and his friends, uh, his group of, he's got a good group of friends. My mom and my dad have a good group of friends in Truro. Yeah. And there's this one man and I don't know what it is. I had met him, but he just like, women love him. Yeah. What do they call him? They call him Frank with no hanky panky or something like this. <laughs> so he's just like this super flirtatious old guy. Aww. And like women everywhere just love him. And yeah. dad was asking me today. He's like, he said to Frank, he's like, my daughter loves you, but I don't get it. I don't get why. And he's like, why do you love him so much? I was like, because <laughs> he listens to what I'm saying. He makes direct eye contact. He has a big smile on his face when he's listening to me talk. And he asks me about my life. Such simple things. And he listens. Such simple things. Yeah. And confidence. Yeah. We often forget about that factor. Oh, we do forget about that factor. That is... Okay, can yeah. I ask you a question? Shoot. This is just totally off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to confidence, and this is for both men and women, mm-hmm. can you be confident but still be a self, have self-deprecating humor? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. Because I'm, I'm very self-deprecating. And I'm also, like, I call out the real things in the world and life and stuff, and I say it like it is. Yeah. And a lot of people mistake that for insecurity. Oh, really? Yeah. For what people? Friends, just people, you know, like, people on social media and, like, I think it's, self-deprecation is interesting because I think you do have to have a level of self-confidence to even do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, to be the, like, to be self-aware. Yeah. About, like messed up things about yourself and just just be like well i still love myself anyway even though i suck at that because <laughs> you can still love yourself even though you're not great at everything yeah do you know what i mean and i think like, there's, there's a certain a amount of confidence that. to call that out into the public too yeah do you know what i mean absolutely yeah okay good stuff i just wanted to get your opinion on that not professional that's... in that aspect but yeah <laughs> i kind of have a little bit of self-deprecating humor too but i'm freaking fabulous so ah yes yeah oh i love this so much i, I just like have a thousand questions for you uh, um this is like every cocktail party i ever go to i bet you you're like so sick of talking about it because no such, but you know why it is because mm. you're one of the only people in halifax that do, you're, yeah. you're the only person in halifax only person east of montreal that does this yeah so it's a fascinating profession yeah to have and it's different yeah and it's also very needed so yeah. i think that that's another reason people are like what well, tell me everything yeah like, tell me what you know but i never get sick of talk- talking about it i'm so obsessed with it and so passionate about it that even just talking to you right now about it it just can- constantly involves my profession i love that do you know so- what i mean oh absolutely 100 percent. you can't just sit there and plot in the dark by yourself about you know what your thoughts are you have to bounce it off people that are in it and grinding and- it we talked about this over DMs before we even met. Yeah. Like you said the words, you're like, we're both ladies on the battlefield of dating. Or, yeah. And I'm like, that's that's what it is. Cause I never really like taking advice from people who have just had a linear, like oh. met someone, fallen in love, and stayed together. Mm. That is very sweet, and I think it would make a great Nicholas Sparks novel. <laughs> but I don't want to oh, take Nicholas. Your, I don't want to take your advice because <laughs> you haven't struggled no and and dating is a struggle okay i'm gonna get to my main question this yes. is like the juice like this is the big question okay, that I have the for juicy you. one why do you think based on your experience in this and mm-hmm. both your personal and obviously working in the business that you have mm-hmm. why do you think it's so hard for some people to date 
versus others, men and women. Because I bet you that there are maybe different reasons, mm-hmm. maybe. But like typically from what you've seen with your clients coming in, expressing like their concerns or like their frustrations, mm-hmm. what do you think it is? Like, is it the landscape? Mm-hmm. Is it personalities? Mm-hmm. Or do we not know? Uh, maybe oh, we I don't think know. We know. Oh, do we? Oh, we 100% know. The only thing is, is that it's a million things. It's so many things. Uh, it's a million things. So... Um, I could just start spouting off. I saw this in the questions and I was like, I'm just going to like, I'm going to wing that one. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of theories that I have in this regard. Mm-hmm. There's some people that walk into my matchmaking consultations and I just, even just talking to them for 10 minutes, there's so much jadedness in them There it is. that I'm like, there will have to be a lot of work just in regards to their personal growth before I can even set them on a date with somebody. So there's a lot of that, just uh, just carrying hurt from past relationships. Um, that is huge. And uh, just having a lot of personal growth. That's the person in particular. Yes. And I love that you said the word jaded. Yeah. Because that's a big one. Yes. And I think that with that, like you, you might see someone who was single for a year and is just really jaded because the breakup that they had a year ago is still fresh. Yes. Or someone like me who's like, it's been nine years and yes. it feels hopeless. Yeah. So there's a natural jadedness. Yeah. And I, I joke that I'm jaded all the time. I, I don't want to be jaded though. No. So Nobody this is does. where people like you come in handy. Yeah. Cause if you can even, and I don't know if it's part of your business, but like sell like almost like life coaching in the sense that you're coaching people into the dating world, like, yeah. like about self confidence and yeah. love and, enjoying life alone yeah that's such an important part yeah of life it is 100 percent. it's interesting you say that we actually do have um we have seminars wing woman and wingman night i don't know if you saw that i did yeah so wing, wing woman is basically getting women into the room they're all single and we just teach the basics around dating majority of it now i like to get into tips and tricks because that's really what people are looking for they're like how do i make this work but i really love the foundation which is mindset and confidence when dating yeah. So that mindset. has a lot to mindset is huge. I mindset. mean, okay. So I used to be a man hater and we got off topic because we do. That's how I we love roll. This. Yes. Yeah. No, this um, is, you're on the right podcast. It's all over the place. I sent you a guideline, but really, truly, like, <laughs> we keep going back to it. The foundation's there. I know, right? We're here again. We're back again. That was a question. You used to be a man hater. You used okay. to be a man you're hater. You're talking to kind of a current man hater. So okay. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Used to be a man hater, started understanding men, and I hated dating. Dating was very much like, I'm going to go on this first date, and I have a list of questions that I'm going to ask this and guy. They don't pass this test, and they're out. And if there's an X on any of this, I am never seeing them again. You know what I mean? But like that poor man. Yeah. So my biggest thing is go on the date and have some freaking fun. Fun. Yeah. Like going like the mindset when you go dating, we just take it as an interview process. And the reason we do that is online dating. Number one, because we can go on a million dates. We can go on 10 dates a week if we wanted to especially women. Well, women could go on 10 dates a week if Mm -hmm. we wanted to. Yeah. And we can make that a job interview where it's like, okay, you know, but when you see that, that's not natural. No. That is not natural at all. So I'm all about going back to old school. I'm not, I am, uh, I am, I'm anti online dating, but I'm not anti online dating because I do know a lot of couples that have met online. I'm anti like Tinder dating, having it on an app on your phone. Like a swiping app. A swiping app on your mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a tool out of your dating toolbox to um, help you date, but I 100% do not recommend having it on your phone for a lot of reasons. But um, but just to go on a date every now and then and have fun. To have... 
Okay, so this is something that it's interesting that you say that. Mm-hmm. This summer, mm-hmm. me and my friend Shannon. Hey Shannon. Oh Shannon. Hey Shannon. Girl. Hey Shannon. We did something crazy where we started a podcast around the concept of us dating more. Okay. And it was called Sarah and Shannon Kiss Some Dudes because <laughs> we want we want we were talking about kissing and how like we just want to make out and like let's date more and like maybe having this podcast will motivate us to date more. I noticed, and I noticed this not just with her, but like with other girlfriends too, that there's this thing that happens sometimes where they're like, I have a date on Thursday, but I'm not really looking forward to it. Yes. And they get excited to cancel their dates. Yes. So as soon as they find a reason, oh, there's a movie playing on Thursday night that we need to go see. So you can't go on that date. Yeah. As soon as there's a reason to cancel, they feel excited. And I'm like, if that's where you're at, yeah, maybe dating ain't for you right now no do you know what i mean dating mediocre people yeah online dating puts a lot of mediocre people in front of you and for some reason not just meet us mean but like no you're right though it puts a lot of people that you are not compatible with if you were to meet a man in person and you knew that you were attracted to him or you had a great conversation and he asked you out on a date let me tell you you were not canceling that date for a movie no you know what i mean but if you booked an online like if you met somebody online and like they're okay but not great and they want to go for a coffee and it was like the seventh date that week or the seventh date that month yeah. and you just want to cancel it because it's another coffee date and it's not enjoyable why are you doing it why are you doing it i think a lot of people think that it's like job interviews like oh it's yeah. just because you know you ever go on a job interview when you know you don't want the job yeah <laughs> Cause you want, and there's this phrase when you're like in your early twenties where it's like, it's, it's interview experience and yeah. you're going to, it's like in your thirties, like, like I often say, I'm just like, I don't need interview experience. I want the job. Yeah. So if I don't want the job, I'm not taking the interview. No. I'm, I already know I'm okay. I'm great at interviews. I don't yeah. <laughs> just it. like you're probably great at dates. I, I'm, I, I think I'm pretty good at dates. I think I talk too much cause I treat it. I never made the joke before. I treat it like a podcast episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Where I'm just like, ask him, ask him, yeah. ask him, ask him. I'm like, uh, and they're like, what do you do? What's your life like? I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. More about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'm a chatty Kathy. Yeah. Uh, I have no, but that's, but that's also a great the thing issue. to do. Then you have to go do an activity. That's my recommendation. Too many people are, uh, yeah. Too many people are going to coffee and sitting at the coffee place for 500 hours talking. and just talking about their childhood and all this stuff. And that's all well and good, but go have fun with each other. Chemistry is not you sitting at a table like this, staring at each each other oh my god you're so right 45 minute coffee is all you need and then go to the waterfront jump on a scooter and scoot around and you also guys- like you have so much time to talk about all the because that's i think what makes dating fun is gradually getting to know someone yeah it shouldn't be no talking you're about, right because i went on you're one right. date i went on one date this summer where we were like actually talking about like oh our, our depressions and like like we got real deep and i love that but i was like also just like oh well now the mystery is all totally gone. gone yeah and like we've just like talked about our baggage like that should be way down the line <laughs> yeah that's like a second third fourth date yeah absolutely. first date is just to basically see if there's chemistry see if there's yeah, a vibe we already know hopefully before the first date you know there's there's attraction because you've met in person right somewhere some doing something fun right like at a party or through a friend or at a networking event or something something physical yeah where yeah. you've already met yeah and then the date which makes it a romantic thing yeah. is where you're seeing if there's chemistry and then after that comes the compatibility compatibility 
Okay, so compatibility. So with your matchmaking business, how do you determine this? Compatibility? Oh, yeah. gosh. I sit down with everybody for an hour and a half consultation. So Ooh. first it starts with a phone con- consultation because there's a lot of tire kickers. Mm-hmm. And they just want to kind of know the information the minute they know that they have to pay for it. They're like, nah. Um, um, of course you got to pay for it. It's a business. <laughs> Which is fine. It's a service that you're providing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So that's just like a quick little consultation. Also, there's some red flags that I can get on the phone call consultation where I know that I couldn't work with them. Really? Mm-hmm. Not often. I really am like, I believe there's a jack for every Jill. So I'll go on like most of the time I will go on pretty much every consultation that I can because I'm like I went and I did some studying on matchmakers I went down to DC last weekend and met a couple matchmakers and these people will charge 15,000 to 50,000 to one client to find to go on as many dates as possible to find their partner Whoa. And uh, it's called like elite matchmaking. Holy shit. Which is, you know, what they've always charged. I mean, matchmaking is one of the first professions that ever existed. So it was always very expensive and it was always like very much working with them. But I almost want to be a matchmaker for the people because I honestly think that there is a jack for every Jill. Oh, there was this one guy. I remember this and it's really vivid. And it was probably six months ago. He came in and he was a weird looking guy and he was like not dressed. Do you want me to turn that off? Oh, no, no worries. (laughs) I also get like kind of assessing your phone and being like, if something emergency happens, (laughs) there's no matchmaking emergencies. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that can't wait. (laughs) But um, and he came in and he was super goofy looking. And this was before I kind of found a good place to um, to kind of get away from people. But there was there's there was this couple that was sitting right next to us. And I think that they knew that it was a matchmaking consultation. And after he left, the guy leaned over. He's like, oh, I bet you you didn't waste. I bet you you wish you didn't waste an hour with that guy. And my first thoughts were there's a jack for every Jill. Yeah. Like, don't even. You know what I mean? Like, he was the sweetest man. He was kind. He was genuine. He's just looking for the love of his life. And he's like a little Comic-Con guy. And he just wanted like a little Comic-Con girl. And I'm like, you know what? If I sit down with a Comic-Con girl, I want to send them on a date. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would I? Ugh. Well, I I think that people get this weird. um, They view other people as. Like, do you ever hear a girlfriend say, "He, you're too good for him"? Yeah, even okay. before they even know who he is. And I and I can him. understand if there's if they're not treating that person right. Oh, absolutely. Um, like there's obviously exceptions to that, but I I think you're right. I yeah. think it's just a matching. It is a matching thing. It's a matching thing. Yeah, and and we often forget about that. Yeah. We do. And because because we're so loyal to that girlfriend, we're like, no, 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 you're better than this. It's just like, well, maybe I'm just different. Yeah. Maybe I just, I need a different person. Yeah. And that's another thing that you were talking about. Like, what are, why is, why is dating so hard for some people? And I'm mostly asking that because it's really hard for me. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> <I'm being> selfish. <laughs> and it's funny because I was going to actually say because we're in a society of selfish people. We are. Um, so basically, um, um, and it's not like I'm not against the self love movement, but you know how you see on the, all the memes on Facebook being like, don't settle for anybody unless they check these 14 things. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yes. And it's like basically, you know, and I'm, I'm a single woman myself. I also love being single. So in order to find, in order to stop being single, my partner will have to be amazing. And thank goodness that I am still single because the person that I'm going to meet now is going to be amazing. Right. But, um, I know when you live in a society of selfish people, that's not conducive to healthy relationships because right. relationships are built on meeting each other 100%. You were saying right. like meeting in the middle. Meeting down the street. You can't have two selfish people in a functional relationship. No. They don't argue well. 
well, which arguing is necessary. They don't argue well. They don't communicate well. I mean, my parents have been married and are insanely happily married still. Yeah. But um, they have basically invested in each other 100% their entire life. Mm. There's not a selfish bone in their bodies. Right. Um, both of them. Right. And so um, we've kind of created a society of selfish, selfish people, people. And it's very hard to find partners because the girlfriends are like, you're too good for him. And you're like, yes, I am too good for him. But why? Right. Why are you too good for him? Or he's like, she's not this enough. She's not that enough. And, you know, why? Yeah. I also think it's this might be controversial. But yeah. I think it's a cop out response. So, yeah. OK. And I mean this more so not so much in terms of dating mm-hmm. or like when a, like if you're dating someone, and then you break up. Mm-hmm. But more so like like say you're pursuing someone and they reject you and then your friends are like, you're too good for him. I'm like, uh, no, he might just not feel the same way about me. Exactly. And I think that that's a cop out because there's a good quote from Clueless. Like there's a meme. Clueless. Clueless where classic. it's like, Love it. if I'm too good for, for him, why isn't he with me? Yeah. And I'm like, well, exactly. Like, yeah. if I'm too good for him. Yeah. I don't think that there's a guy in the world that if a catch that they thought was out of their league came their way that they would turn down. No. So I, I think we got to be honest here and say like sometimes truly sometimes it's compatibility and it's yeah. just they just didn't feel the same and that's timing. okay. Yeah. It's okay for it's them okay. not to feel the same way. And they're not a bad person. No. They're not a bad person. That's another thing. Can females stop like like going on a manhunt and being like, oh, oh they, he didn't like you. So like I'm going to be a bitch to him. It's like, no, he just didn't like me. I know. <laughs> I know. That's that's a hard one too. It is hard because yeah. I understand the protectiveness. Now, unless you really screw someone over or... Oh, yeah. If you do something bad. Oh, yes. But, like, if it's just simply, like... You're just ending it. Like, the person doesn't want to date you. Yeah. Like, a rejection kind of thing. Yeah. Um, It's... it. We have to recognize that, literally, it's just... They don't feel the same. Yeah. He's just not that into you. So, Girl, so you gotta be a matchmaker. Do you wanna be a dating coach? I mean, I think I would be your worst dating <laughs> coach because I have such little experience and it's been nine years. You have a lot of good thoughts though. I mean, I think cause I've, I've, I've been talking to people in relationships a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think like, I think it's hard for me and, okay, I need to ask this too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get pe- women specifically going to you and being like, I get told that I'm too intimidating yes. to men? Mm. Because I get that response Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get controversial? Yes. Mm. Uh, I actually have a blog about this. I love this and I want to read Um, it. So honestly, I don't feel... And I'm an intimidating girl, like in the, in the intimidation, like there's a lot of men that are intimidated by me and there's a lot of men that are intimidated by, by a lot of women, but at the same time, the right man is not going to be intimidated by you. I know. So, yeah. and also ding. there's a, yeah. Ding, ding. Oh yeah. And ding, there's ding. also, there's a lot of women that also like the intimidation, the, the, the amount, okay. The type of intimidating woman that I am now compared to the type of intimidating woman I was when I was a man hater mm-hmm. are two completely different things. Right. Cause it's a little more positive. Yes. When I was a man hater, I was intimidating because I would rip them to pieces on the date. I would ask them all of those questions. I would basically sit there with a checklist and check. You're you judging. Know what I mean? So, and, and you're judging them pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're not intimidated by me. They're scared shitless of me. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, being scared and being intimidated are two different No, things. exactly. But now they're intimidated because they're like, oh, she's confident. She knows exactly what she wants. She has a mm-hmm. uh, abundance mindset, which basically means if it doesn't work out with him, she has a million other options. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of men that are intimidated by me now. So, yes, that's an actual... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. There's and it's a also lot of a thing that we are, get spotted a lot, I think. It's a thing that gets spotted a lot as an excuse for not putting yourself out there enough. Because, um, you know, to say that yeah. men are intimidated by you, it depends on what type of intimidation. It depends on what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I just are you being think, rude to him? Is that why you're intimidated? Well, I think. Well, I think what happens specifically with me is that people see a strong person, a strong personality, mm-hmm. as intimidating. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I'll use the example of when I'm at a bar with friends and I've had a few drinks. Yeah, this actually happened last night. Ooh, I'll tell this story now. Yes, go. So I was at uh, a bar last night and uh, I was being really loud and. Really vulgar. <laughs> and a lot of times my friends do this. They're like, Sarah, just, oh, yeah. you know, bring it. D- and I love that you said, oh, because you relate, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Tone it down. Tone it down. Yeah. And the server came at a very weird time when yeah. I was talking about my hookup buddy, because I have a hookup buddy that I've had since 2013. Yeah. And uh, he came in at a weird time and he was like, oh, I came in at a weird time. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I looked right at him. Didn't miss a beat. And I go, oh, yeah, we were just talking about how I have a hookup friend and how I've tasted his balls since 2013. <laughs> and he won't give me a right swipe on Tinder. Aww. And all my friends go, whoa, Sarah. Whoa. And he didn't flinch. Yeah. He looked at me and he goes, really? I'd right swipe on you. Aww. And I got a number. Aww. I got a number last night. Really? Yeah. He wrote his number on a receipt and brought it back. Did he actually? Yeah. Okay, so, servers don't do that a lot, just they- so you know. They don't? No. Okay. Mm-mm. The movies have taught us wrong. Yeah. No. Um, so that's a perfect example of I I've been hanging around people who see that as you gotta tone it down, you gotta tone it down. But he liked it. Mm-hmm. And that's who you want. Like I was vulgar as fuck. Yeah. Like most people wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> Just right the, the right guy will not be intimidated by you. And that's what it is. And that's why we want to be intimidating. Yeah. As long as it's not rude or like over, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't be rude. No, like mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But like, yeah, be intimidating. Who cares? Hell yeah. Yeah. And actually, like, it would make me kind of be more attracted to somebody if they weren't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to that means they can keep guy. up with you. Yeah, that's, I think. And that means that they'll is. like you regardless of who you are. There's nothing worse than somebody who's like, Okay, Sarah, like tone your it boyfriend, down. tone it down. It's like, dude, love me for who I am. Yeah. I don't want someone to don't tell me to tone me. it down. I want someone to like appreciate the fact that I am up here. Yeah. Even if they're down here. I think like, so what's your thoughts on like, you know how they say like opposites attract and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like more outgoing person might be better off with a more yeah. introverted. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Generally speaking. Um, well, when I'm hooking people up, when I'm like matching people up, um, too similar is bad. Too so yeah. Yeah. Um compatibility wise, uh compatibility they have to be similar. But um personality wise if they're too similar, it's not too good. Like if they're both super quiet, right. it's just going to be a very very quiet household. <laughs> um I kind of agree that you need to actually have an outgoing person and an introverted person. Right. Um, Some balance. Cuz I know that if I were to date an outgoing cuz I'm extremely extroverted, if I was to date an extrovert guy, 
it'd be a constant competition. I would never be happy. Right. I need that guy who's extroverted, but will also just kind of allow me be, to be me. So a bit extroverted. Yeah. Because you never... Cause likes I, to be out and about. What I see all the time, too, is like there's a lot of women that are with guys that like don't go out with them or like... And I wouldn't want that. Like, I would want them to still come yes. out. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and like to do stuff. So it's interesting that, you, like, they have to have a little bit of that, but maybe a, more on the introverted side mm-hmm. to kind of wind you down. So I do the, that. Um, Have you ever heard of the Byers, yes. Myers test or whatever Ooh. it's called? I do that. Oh, God. What, what are you? Oh, my gosh. I have it somewhere. I'm extroverted something something. I'm an ENFP. So that's extrovert. What's the N? Intuitive? Can we look it up? Extrovert, intuitive. Uh, feeling and perceiving. Oh, that's me. So you can actually do a test and I do this for, um, like some main people. So I have different levels of matchmaking. Um, so if they're at a higher level of matchmaking, like if they're at the higher tier of matchmaking, I'll do for each date, I'll send in the, um, buyer, like their results to see how compatible they are. Oh, awesome. And what it's been showing pattern wise, cause it costs $6 each time I do it. Okay. But what I find pattern wise is that like, if you send somebody in who has the exact same, they're actually not compatible. They have to you be need slightly some different. Differences there. You do. Interesting. Yeah, that's what the tests are coming back. Well, I've only done like twelve so far, but like that's what I'm seeing. Oh man. Yeah. So you do have tiered levels of matchmaking. We do. So you can depending on like what your budget is or like where you're at like in your dating in your dating life. Like I have basically the main one is a three month boot camp. Okay, three month boot. Oh, what's involved in the dating? So boot it's camp? a three month dating boot camp. So it's a minimum of three months. Okay. Um, and what you get is you get three compatibility based dates, which is a matchmaker design date by me. Um, so that's number one. But what you have to do is this happens a lot of time with people that just need a little bit of tweaking around mindset and confidence with dating. Is I'll actually um. Send them into the wing woman nights and mm-hmm. wing man nights mm-hmm. and just teach them a little bit about mindset. So this is huge so that they come into the dating world with a great mindset. And then there's a dating coach. So that's me. So that's me on the phone with them because you are and then you have free access to a JE matchmaking event. So that's, you know, the brewery oh, nice. crawl, speed dating. We have mixers. We have all kinds of stuff. Because you can do these events even not being a client of yours. You totally. can just go. You but, just buy but a they get the it. free access. They get free access. Got and yeah. they get VIP because our my events sell out. Like the last oh, one sold out yeah. in three hours and Woo! this was a month before. So, hell yeah. um, yeah, so they get to completely, uh, skip that list and they just get right on it. Amazing. So they don't have to, they won't worry about the event selling out, um, which Love is kind of cool. So VIP there. And then, um, so, and then also I will coach them in a little bit of online dating. Right. So I always recommend to also continue online dating, but only swipe right five times a week. That way you don't get overwhelmed and you just read through the profiles a lot more and you can see a lot more compatibility. You mean swipe right or get matches five times? Swipe right. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love a picky girl. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good because then you're going to like that. really read their profile. Well, I mean, I probably only do that once a week. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's a lot of people that are like, right, 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 right. And then they go on a lot of dates with me. Well, guys. a lot of men do that. Oh, a lot of men do that. But men get very few matches. Unless you're extremely good looking, you take really great pictures, they don't get any matches. So I can imagine a lot of the, is, is some of a component of the coaching about how to make a good profile? Uh, a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of tweak the profiles a little bit. I don't really work a lot with online dating, but we do have an aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Most of it is honestly just, you're going to have a lot of people in your inbox. Mm-hmm. And my business revolves around dating kindly. 
So I never allow anybody to ghost. I never allow anybody to say anything nasty. And I also allow people to really observe the red flags, not be a red flag collector, but also when they see a red flag to know what it is and to address it at the time. Damn. So red flag collector. Yeah, don't that. be a red flag me. collector. <laughs> I, I have a lot of, of people. I got, I got a bunch of them just like they're overflowing in my pockets. Oh, I know. So um what and then basically it's three month boot camp. So they have access, full access to me. So I'm on the phone all day. Um, which is my favorite like I love it. Oh wow. I love helping people out with all this kind of stuff and um and then you go on the compatibility based dates and these are just high quality dates with high quality people who are also 100% looking because everybody that I send you on a date with has sat down with me for a consultation for so an hour and a half. So these are people in your database. Yes. Okay. So I kind of understand now. So they, you're matching clients with clients. Yeah. There's also a couple of people that are free clients, not many, but when I know somebody who is super compatible, okay, and I don't do this often, but I'm actually sending a couple on a date on uh, Thursday. Neither of them are paying, but I love love. So I got <gasps> this, this new... so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm such a chump, but... um <laughs> There's this, uh, I got this new matchmaking software and it tells me basically how compatible they are and like a 90, like they were a 99% compatibility, which I never saw. Like Whoa. the next one down was like 88%. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were 99% and, uh, he had just, um, he had just finished matchmaking and I wasn't able to find him a match. Mm. So I was like, I still felt like, Oh, like normally I find them a match. So I felt like I needed to like send him out one more time with one more great girl and she couldn't afford the services uh-huh so i was just like you know what you guys just have the highest match so i just want to send you on a date so they're going out on thursday oh my god fingers crossed i'm so excited that is that's on you said 99 percent compatibility how is that even i don't know but that's just basically like they have the same idea around smoking drinking 420 family what if they want children so you have, have like a is it a long list of questions oh yeah like and do you go Real deep with these go, questions? Um, it depends on the person. I will go quite deep. Yeah. We go a lot into past relationships. We go a lot into, um, your, you know, your childhood, your upbringing, all that kind of stuff. Which I think is another like big thing with online dating. It's like so many of these apps. I think one of the, and I hope that the question's on there, but like, what kind of relationship do you want? Are you monogamous? Are you poly? Like, mm. there's all these things that you could be. Um, and I think so many times with online dating, we waste our time with people who aren't looking for the same thing. Totally. So like, do you find that the, like most of your clients are like, I just legit want like a long-term serious relationship. Oh yeah. Or do you get clients that are just like, I just want to date around. No. It's they wouldn't be serious for people. it unless they're serious. Right. Which basically right. just means if you're coming to a matchmaker, you're already collecting a huge group of people that are just serious. You're just cutting off a you're huge... You're cutting the fat. Yeah, you're cutting the fat right away just by coming to a matchmaker, period. Wow. Because everybody is looking. And this, and, and you're also coming to someone whose job... Yeah. Your job and your livelihood depends on yeah. you really putting effort into f- matching these people. Yes. I yeah. can tell you love it just by like how you no, talk about it. I know. That's good for you. We could go on this, for hours. This is unreal and it's so needed. Oh, it's so needed. It's so needed because the online dating truly can make you so jaded. Oh, yeah. And it just dulls your shine. And everybody's like, it's online dating competition. I'm like, no, they just throw people at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you never like like it is kind of like what you said a dating toolkit. Yeah. So the apps are there. Yeah. 
But it's not everything. No. I think too many people think that it's everything. Oh my gosh. People you are know? like, okay, I'm dating again. So they download Tinder and they're like, I'm dating. I'm like, that's not dating. Dating is mindset. It's getting out there. It's micro interactions. Like one of the biggest yeah. coaching tool that I give people is to just start micro actions because with all of this online stuff, we don't know how to interact with people. No. No. We forget. Yeah. Yeah. Even with friends, it's tough these Even days. With friends. Last night when I was out, I, I challenged everyone to put their phone in the center of the table How'd and not touch it for 10 minutes. Go well, well, I I'm was probably the second worst at the table because <laughs> my friend Nicole, shout out Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, works in social media, so she's always on her phone. Oh, well, yeah. It's her job. But then me, like, I'm just addicted to my phone. It's the day and age. Like, it's really... Even just doing this podcast, I'm like, each podcast is a chance to just look and talk and yeah. talk with someone yeah um so that's again why speed dating events i think are so interesting yeah because it really forces you to like converse yes i love that and it's almost like practice dating practice dating in real life especially for men women are very good at dating women yeah. are very good at you know doing the shit tests they're very good they're just it's natural women are very good at dating so what are what are some things that men do like what's the typical issue that you think men have being nervous yeah um if you're nervous and you know and you look like you're not confident women will n- yeah. W- yeah they get chewed not. up and spit out yeah so if you walk in and, and just are confident in yourself and you're not nervous which is why i say that your first speed dating event is almost just like practice and then your second speed dating so so many men will actually come to a first speed dating and get no matches then they come to a second speed dating and they get all kinds of matches right you're just you're really just you're Practicing. getting the hang of it you're getting the hang of talking to people again and yeah. so do you um do you follow up with the people that go to your events and be like, come back to the second one? Yeah. Good, 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 good. I do that quite a bit. So I rotate it. So basically one speed dating event will be a male returning event and the, and then the following one will be a female returning event. So you're not dating the same people over and over again. Oh. There's always sometimes where it overlaps and you'll go to a speed dating event and you'll, you'll have seen like a couple people before because it's a small, it's a small community here in Halifax. Right. But, uh, yeah, I try to rotate it so you're seeing all new people. That's so genius. Yeah. And what, and, um, where do you normally have these events? Are they just like restaurants, pubs? Mostly, um, so Hop Yard is my yeah. number one. I love them. They're the best ever. We're actually doing a queer event coming up here soon. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about, like stuff like that because mm-hmm. I know we've been talking men and women a lot in this episode, but obviously, yeah, there are so many other people in the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Various expressions and yeah, loveliness. Love is love, absolutely. Um, so that's excellent. So yeah. that you're you're focusing in. That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. We've done a couple queer events. It's a little tricky. It's a smaller community, right? So it it's is. already a little. It used to be very tricky to get people just to come to a straight event, right? Because but there's a huger, like a larger population here. So to even just have an event in a smaller population makes it very tricky right also if you're not specifying in that it's quite hard to market to it as well right and i'm not i'm not really queer myself so right. they like to you know you're, you you want to be represented by your yeah. community right yeah, yeah, yeah so i love to bring in queer representatives to kind of help me queer oh consultants. that's awesome yeah, yeah yeah so we're hoping to at hopyard do a queer pop-up a bartender pop-up oh. um so we'll be at hopyard and then they're gonna bring in um two queer bartenders to come and make certain cocktails for the evening and it to be like a several different type of like um queer events so we could have like straight or um gay male gay female queer and then yeah. all different types of categories of speed dating right and then one big mingle that is i'm so excited for that one i think the mingling is yeah. an interesting idea because because just to go to an event where you know 
these are all single people that here. They're all single. Like, like that'll even in and of itself. Like, speed dating is great too. But like, even just getting single people in a room together, yeah, and see what happens. Like, because I always hear about like like the flashlight parties. You ever hear about that? No, I haven't. Or heard stoplight of that. parties. Stoplight. Like, I had one of wear? those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are interesting. They're fun. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to do one again. But I remember fun. some girlfriends, and we just ended up sitting in the corner, and <laughs> we were too nervous to talk to anybody. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just a lot of people in yellow. Yeah. Like there's a lot of yellow. I have a picture on Facebook because I wanted to make it so obvious mm. that I was green. That I not only <laughs> not only wore green, but I took a piece of paper and wrote green in big letters, yeah. and I posted it on myself. And yeah. I'm like, green, super green. Come talk so to me. Green, it's such a go. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my god, oh, it's funny. hard to get out of your own way sometimes. It and is. Just go talk to someone. It is. But how do you have a problem with that? I feel like you could go talk to anybody. I don't know. I feel like uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that one of the main things is I'm 32. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends don't go out anymore. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of and they're have, married with children and all that stuff. So a lot of times I'm not in the situation to. Okay. Which is interesting. But you'd be surprised how much you actually are in the situation. Well, I mean, too. last night, like, I mean, last night yeah. I got a number. But even just to go into a Starbucks lineup and just saying hi to people, little micro interactions, or right. even just to walk into a bar and sit at the bar and have a beer by yourself. I've heard of this. And talk to the people next to you. And I used to think it was like, there's no way that that could ever. But, but once you hit 30, ways. girl, you can. <sighs> yeah. I'll sit at a bar with you any day. Let's yeah? Sit at a bar. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. If anybody wants to go it's- out with me, like, we just like, experience so much fun i i just i think that we get stuck in the bad luck stigma like oh i have such bad luck with guys i know i suck with and like we get in our own heads i know and i think that that's like such a big problem yes like we stigmatize ourselves like yeah like i've i've said about myself like i'm not dateable i'm not dateable i've used that word yeah me too and it's like, how the heck? And like you said, like there's so much like mindset and confidence and self-esteem and yeah. like th- there's a lot of self-work that needs to be done to 100%. get you out of that mindset. Yeah. Is there any tips that you can give anyone? I mean, like obviously hire her. Yeah. If you want all of them. Yeah. But any small things that you can think of for single yeah. people like me who it's like been a long time and it seems hopeless and... It's tough and it feels like it feels like work yeah. doing it. Yeah. And like there's so much mental gymnastics around it. Like mm-hmm. even like with chicks like picking out outfits, like yeah. you change like five times because you want to look a certain way. Yeah. Are there any tips you have to like get yourself out of that like stuck yeah. feeling? Oh, I know that feeling. That's a big one. Um, educate yourself is number one. Um, because it's interesting. We kind of life is a tripod. It's yeah. health. It's career and it's relationships. And when it comes to our health, we're not going to go and try to lose a bunch of weight just by like going into the gym when we have no idea. We get trainers, we get nutritionists. When we want a great career, we want to upgrade in like our money life. We go to edge school and we get insanely educated. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when it comes to our relationships, like a love relationships, we just go about and we freaking flail in there. And we feel that like going and getting help or seeking help or watching the videos that would help us is almost make us weak. But honestly, it makes you successful in anything. Uh Like if you want to start a business, you educate yourself on finance and marketing and all this stuff if you want a partner and you want to find somebody that to spend your right life with go educate yourself on how to properly find that person like i said men and women are two completely different people go l- learn how men and women think if you right. if that's what you're attracted to or and just educate yourself on just you know 
little things that you can do to get yourself out there a lot more. A lot yes. of women, like you said that you're super busy. Yeah. One very. thing that I teach women is to double up your time. So say, for example, are you a gym goer? I wish not right now me too but say if I was working with a woman who's at the gym all the time you know rather than going to your gym putting on your headphones and jumping on the treadmill Mm -hmm. and doing your same routine over and over again join a co-ed class interesting you can meet people talk to them there so you're already spending that hour working out just change it up to something you're multitasking you're multitasking which women are so good at so what about like so like someone like me who's like I'm unemployed so I'm like just working at this home office studio a lot like I take my laptop to a coffee shop mm-hmm. for a day. Mm-hmm. I meet so many people at a coffee shop. Yeah, I I meet probably a hundred single men on a monthly basis, and it's just from basically sitting down. If I was sitting down with my laptop and I'm working away on the internet, I'll lean to the guy next to me who just sat down. I'll say, "Do you know the password?" Even though I'm on the internet. But even just to say, do you know the password of having that little bit of interaction with him? There could be a laughter. There could be like there something. Could be a joke. There could be a joke. There could be anything. I love that. It could be just a conversation built up. Even if it is just, hey, do you know the password? And you never talk to him after that. That's totally At fine. At least you too. did it. You did something and you taught, you interacted with another human. Yeah. That wasn't a face on an app. No, exactly. I've always thought that a fun thing to do. I've always thought that I've never done it, but I really want to try sometime is yeah. to go to a bar alone. Mm hmm. I'm down. Do it. With like maybe one friend or two. Okay. Probably not more than two. But like some single girlfriends. Yeah. And um, get a pitcher of beer. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, there was like so many more people with us when we ordered this and I left. Like, do you guys want to split this with us? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like where it's it's kind of a little bit like planned and scripted. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is literally a chance. Like if you see a gr- table of cute guys. Yeah. Now hopefully they don't have girlfriends. That's something. <sighs> but that's okay too. They're humans. They're, they're Just humans. Just have a great conversation and move on. You never know who they know. Oh, that's. Hey. Yeah. That's very true too. Yeah. Because I used to get offended at the fact that like friends hadn't set me up. You should be. Ever. <laughs> that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that friends oh, set your girl up yes but like that's something that i mean like i mean you do it for a job but like that's something that i think when people in relationships think of their single friends mm-hmm. that feels good yeah and and we gotta start doing that we do have to start, start doing other. that single people need to do it people in relationships like if you know someone yeah why the heck not i can't try do all to make of this happen. okay it's exhausting oh just have gosh. a little get together and invite like have your have your husband invite some single guy friends yeah and then have your your wife bring some single girlfriends i mean that's how it was done yes do you know what i mean back in the day back in the day or even just in 2003 when I was in university. That's what I used to do. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. It's so, yeah. Um, so is dating for yourself, mm-hmm. is doing this as a business, mm-hmm. that's like such a huge part of your life. Yeah. And, and you said that you, you keep yourself up at night thinking about who could match. And yeah, that's just so fascinating to me. And, yeah. Um, obviously you love it. Yes, so that's, I do. that's so great. Yeah. Cause like you're beaming talking about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> And uh, to love what you do in this world is rare, very rare. A mm-hmm. lot of people work jobs that they don't really care about that much, mm-hmm. and you've create you've self started something amazing. Yeah. Um. Does that make it harder or easier for you to date? Both, actually. Really? Because pretty much every man that I meet, I don't think of them for myself. I think of them for my clients. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that would totally be a thing. It's a thing. Oh, and you know damn. that feeling, right? Oh, that hit me in the heart. I know. That really hit me in the heart. I know. 
Yeah. Oh, so that's man. probably the hardest part. Also, I'm so woke. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I can read a man like a book and just like their intentions when they approach and talk to me. Um, because I learned to understand them so well, I am very woke in regards to just like, like you're very aware. I'm very so, aware. So you're seeing things and, and you know what they mean kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, mm. um, oh my God. But even like I'm technically, I would be an expert in this. I still f- flub up all the time. Yeah. Like often in relationships <laughs> and dating and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no like university degree in matching. No. Yet. There should be. But. There is actually. Is there really? Oh, yes. I'm taking it. Shut up. Yeah. To be a certified matchmaker somewhere in the States. Okay. It's, it's an like online an online course, course. to be a certified matchmaker. Yeah. I'm almost all the way through it. I'm really excited. I learned so a lot. You, you are an expert. I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. But like, so you must get freaking advice questions all the time from yeah. your friends. You must be overwhelmed with questions. Yeah. Constantly. But they actually stop asking because it's the same thing over and over again. Like everybody's yeah. looking for tips and tricks and they ask the same questions over and over again. Foundation, be kind, be confident, have a great mindset and have fun. Have fun. Like, it's kind of like a night of drinking. You mm. shouldn't drink, go out drinking when you're depressed and sad and no. mad. No. It's never going to end well. It's the same for dating. Yeah. Like, you, you just can't... Like, like I... Like, that podcast with my friend Shannon, like, we had to stop it because I was like, I'm... Well, number one, I went through some crazy heartbreak. But, like... Yeah. Uh, and then I was overwhelmed with life stuff. And I was just like, I actually, like, I can't... With all the pockets of energy I have, I don't have enough for dating right now. So, like, I can't even fake it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, I can't even go on a date to fake it. Yeah. For content or whatever. Like, I just can't do it. No, totally. Um, so you have to recognize when you're not, when you're truly not into it. Absolutely. And just take that pressure off. Like, it's okay to still want a partner. Yeah. So that's another thing. Um, I've been single, like, almost nine years. Yes. And I'm constantly told you have to not want it. And as soon as you don't want it, it will come to you. That's bullshit. You heard that it from a dating expert. You heard it from a dating expert. Say it again. Oh, uh, bullshit. That's what, Thank that's you. what, that's what like our couple friends say to just basically get us to shut up. No one who's been single has ever said those words. No. <laughs> you have, no, no. They haven't. It just, it angers me because, and I often come back with jokes being like, well, you know what? Like, it's been nine years. I think I'm allowed to want it. Like, yeah. like I've done my time. Like, I've spent the time in prison. Yeah. Um, I've done the community service. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the phrase, something similar? Yeah, what is it? Where someone says, the minute you stop looking, you'll find it. Yes. Same thing. So right? that's a similar thing. But what we don't think about is, if you read into that, mm-hmm. basically what that means is that you are confident enough in living your life and what you do and living for your purpose that the man that comes into it is a compliment to your life. A and bonus. Not, yeah, a bonus and men find that extremely attractive when a woman knows her worth and a woman knows you know what her purpose is and that she's pursuing it yeah there's nothing in both men and women nobody wants somebody needy no neediness is not cute so when you're looking for it um and that has nothing to do with you know going to a matchmaker going to events putting your out self out there is 100 percent necessary right but you also have to um know your value and i think too what comes out of that cliche which we think is bullshit because mm-hmm. i i think it's perfectly okay to want it yeah i've wanted a partner for a long time yeah like, like truly i i really really do want somebody yeah um but my mindset is not great yeah so i think i'm putting out an energy yeah that isn't 
attractive. Yeah. It's not about me being unattractive. No, exactly. It's the energy that I'm putting out. Yeah. And so, like, when you talk about mindset, like, it's so important yeah. to get there and find other things that make you happy. I had a male friend tell me the other night that, like, from his point of view, the couples that he's witnessed mm-hmm. and the women that he's seen his friends date, it always seems like those women don't have interests outside of their relationships and they make everything about the guy. And they don't have passions and interests outside of that. And it's like, frig, this is what I've been doing for nine years. I've been finding interests. I've been finding passions inside of that. I've been finding side hustles. Like, yeah. So I got all those things. Yeah. I still want the bonus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I still want that bonus. Yeah. I'm still going to live my life. Yes. Life goes on. Yeah. I'm not going to be this, like, damsel in distress. No, exactly. But it's also okay to want that for yourself. Oh, yeah. Because everyone deserves it. Everybody 100% deserves an amazing partner. But it's just, it's the mindset thing. It's the mindset. And, and the also energy. opening yourself up to it. Uh, you know yes. how you go out with girlfriends? I don't know what you guys were even like yesterday um, when you guys went out. But, like, you know how when you're with your girls, you run off to the corner of the bar and you sit there in a circle that's impenetrable? Yeah. I always say, pick out those girlfriends who are also single and also looking. Go to a bar. And if you're sitting at the bar, for example, lean yourself out a little bit and leave a little space between the person here and here so that men can lean in and women can lean in. Just people. They can join the combo. Yeah. Can like lean in and grab a a beer or a cocktail or something and just like have a little chat with them. And the thing is, is that sometimes we're so focused on meeting men that we don't realize that, you know, it's not necessarily out there meeting men. It's out there expanding our social circle, Mm -hmm. which includes talking to women, includes talking to the bartender, includes talking to. Yeah. Could be new friends that could. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or even just when you walk into a bar and you're that person that's talking to that bartender and you're the person that said hi to like, Hey, how's your night going? It's going good. Thanks. Good. Well, have a great night. You know, it's so great to meet you. My name's Geneva. Great to meet you. And then go about your business. When you run into that guy or a girl two, 30 minutes later, they're more willing to open up to a conversation with you because you already bridged that gap. So if you're bridging that gap with micro interactions throughout your entire evening, you'll be the queen of the bar within like three hours and you will leave there with everybody being like, who was that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it can be tough. And that's the tough part is finding a crew. Oh, yeah. Or a tribe. You got to find a crew. And and I hate putting it on the friends, but like, you know, I hang out with a lot of couples. And so that automatically, you know, if you hang out with a lot of couples, then that kind of closes it off a bit. If you hang out with just guys or say like an equal number of guys and girls, it looks like it looks like couples. Yeah. Or if you hang out with just a guy friend, it looks like you're a couple. Yeah. Oh, it's just so tricky. <laughs> or just even have like your staple single girlfriend. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be this big evening out with girls. It's like, let's go grab a cocktail. Right. And you're also living a fabulous life because how much fun is that? And, and sometimes smaller is better. I think like one or two friends Plus, would be perfect. Two women are way more approachable than one woman or yes. three women. Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting. Two, two so versus three. Part of the dating coach with men is to, unless you can approach, um, two women. If you have two men. So guys also run in crews. Right. Um, but if there's three women, two men will never approach three women. Really? Yes. Hmm. Three men will approach three women, but two women will never approach three women. One man might approach two. Maybe. <laughs> if he's really confident. Yeah. If he's really confident. <laughs> exactly. Which is cool. But yeah. What about the art of wing womaning and wing manning? Yes. That's an art. It is perfected <laughs> yeah i actually don't know much about that yeah what i'm creating with like the wing woman and the wing man is i want to create that 
that crew camaraderie so, kind of thing like yeah. you said all your friends are couples or a lot of your friends are couples yeah like when you come to a wing woman you're meeting like 25 other women that are also single and have the same mindset right they're the best to go out with because you're both in the like i want to meet people and have fun i don't want to sit here and have a really deep conversation about life that's not how i'm feeling tonight i want to go meet some cool people let's go meet some cool people right you know what i mean who do you think are more competitive with one another women or men yeah men do you think? Mm-hmm. I was gonna think. I was gonna say women. But. I don't know. It's really interesting. I actually do wing woman nights, and I'm really good interacting with women because I'm just very good at that. Yeah. But like when I started doing the wingman nights, I realized, oh gosh, I can't do this. I need to bring in a male <laughs> to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, because just to watch those men. So there was five mm-hmm. men the first time I did it, mm-hmm. and there was like this like they instantly established a hierarchy that I never experienced. Really? With women. Oh yeah. It was so like an interesting. Alpha, the alpha male. Yeah. Was and they were one? like, they were like digging at each other a little bit. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. And have you ever watched groups of guys, like guy friends? They're all, their entire conversation is just like ripping each other to pieces. It's true. Ball busting. And it's like to find the hierarchy in the male group. Oh boy. So, but competitive wise, like in regards to, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I guess what I'm thinking is, is like women can get pretty cutthroaty. Oh, they can. Around, like with each other. Yeah. And it's unfortunate mm-hmm. um, that it does happen, and and I and I've been on both ends of that. Where it's I've been the chick who's I was into a guy and he went for my friend. Mm-hmm. I've been the other way, right? Like it's tough, yeah, and it's a tough thing to deal with, yeah. And I think that's another good thing about these events is like you could go by yourself and just not even be with people friends that yeah. you could be competitive with kind of thing yeah. i also think it's important to be friends with people who aren't into the same type of guys as you it's true because <laughs> then you can just avoid yeah. that entirely absolutely like me and my friend shannon like we don't um like like we're just attracted to t- t- two totally different people yeah like so or just hang out, out with somebody that will just be your biggest cheerleader like regardless yeah. yeah yeah it's also you know i associate myself with people that are my biggest cheerleaders Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, there's besties, of course, but then there's like years long relationships that have a lot of stuff there. But yeah, just your bigger, biggest cheerleaders are great. Right. Yeah. But also you were saying something that I wanted to respond to, but now I can't remember what it was. If you think of it, just say it. I will. Spread it out. I will. But going back to like how you said, because this, this is fascinating to me Mm -hmm. about how, um, you, like, like you find it hard because you you see people and you put you ma- you want to match them with uh, your clients yeah. or, or people you know. Um, is there a way to separate that? Like, how do you separate your business life from your personal? Like, do you j- literally just turn off and say, "I'm not working tonight. I'm going over me." Never. No, you're no. always working. Always working. True entrepreneur here. I was working on my birthday always yesterday. Working. Oh my god, I will be working on my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be matching people in the on the my wedding day. I'm like, hold on, hubby. Seriously, I will be. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Yeah, I love that. But do you ever feel the need to turn it on? No, really, not really. No, I'm wow. just obsessed with it. I just love people, and I love the dynamicness of them all. Mm. And you like the the reason why. And it's interesting because when I was in, in geomatics and I was a GIS, within a year I was an expert. Well, not an expert, but I, in, within a year I was freaking bored mm. but when you work with people you're never going to be an expert so you're constantly like See, that's why you're going to love this for a very long time yeah it's like people are so fascinating and you're never going to be an expert of people right right oh no because people are such wild cards oh they are they're so cool and fascinating so maybe eventually someday i'll be like okay i'm done right 
But the thing about uh, matchmaking is basically the older you get, the more the more people are like, I want to hire you. Like, the, I'm going to be old and crippled. And people are like, oh, you must be a great matchmaker. They want your knowledge. Oh, yeah. It's like filler on the roof. The older, the better. Are there any success stories that you've seen over your two years that yeah. you're like particularly proud of? Um... Well, there is this uh, poly couple that I put together, which I'm really proud of, uh, only because um, one half of the couple was a really, really good friend of mine. She was my queer consultant and um, she was she's an amazing just queen. Yeah. And it was just she just kind of like sat in on a speed dating event because I didn't have enough people. And uh, that's where they met was at that speed dating event and it was just like they were just perfect for each other at that time and it's just working really well oh my god so that was huge that's amazing there's also this one that was really interesting it's an indirect coupling i get a lot of indirect ones Ooh. um so like i really as much as i want to like hook you up with your partner by me sending you on a date with this one right as much as i want that to happen i also want to give you the skills to go and meet them yourself right that yeah, is it almost might not just necessarily be that you're you're yeah here's the person but yeah. you're you're teaching them i'm teaching them how to do you're it giving them the skills yeah that's, that's so almost you're just teaching them how to fish yes rather Teach than just giving them a fish mm-hmm. oh my gosh i'm gonna use that yeah you got it that's a good one that's i mean because i think that that because what i was gonna say was like do you ever like how do you because it's a business so people mm-hmm. are paying for your service mm-hmm. and like you said that sometimes people don't match or it's not a match uh they get the three dates mm-hmm. and then they don't end up matching with anyone one mm-hmm. does anyone get like i want my money back no oh good i haven't so, gotten that yet so they've truly they've taken tr- away a lot yes. from it yeah probably than they ever thought going yeah. into it yeah well i did have one woman go through just recently she just went on her third date and um she and i actually became really good friends we're almost like besties right now Oh, amazing um and but she basically what she learned was she hasn't she was like you her yeah. last boyfriend was in university she's yeah. 32 now Owns her own house. Oh. She's a badass. Oh. And very intimidating and um, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but basically what she learned is she came out the other side and she's like, I've just gone on dates with amazing men. You've taught me that there's amazing men out there. You've given me a couple of skills to basically kind of go do it myself. I'm always going to keep her in my database. She's like number one to send really great guys on dates with because she's such high quality and she's gorgeous. <sighs> and um, so, yeah, that alone, just leaving with that kind of experience is nice. Oh, wow. You know, she just feels a little different. A, a little bit better about everything. Yeah. It's not necessarily getting the relationship. No, but it's making you feel better about maybe not having it and just having more fun dating. Yeah, just realizing that dating isn't the worst thing ever. No, yeah. So, although my end goal is to partner people up, and it's usually on the third date. Right. So the first two are all the third date is always the kicker. Like it's the shitter get off the pot. Oh, I don't mean like the third date. That I mean like the third date I send them (gasps) on. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, you not okay. But yes, the third date is shitter get off the pot. It kind of is, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um. Just for the the common folk mm-hmm. listening who are maybe single and dating, mm-hmm. what do you think? What, in your opinion, um, makes what's a good setting for a first date? A first date. So all of my dates for matchmaking are designed. I'd have them all designed. Oh, interesting. So you actually I set design, up the date. Oh, tell and design me about the date. This. How do you do that? So matchmaker design dates. So uh. I have just basically a plethora of options. Uh-huh. But my favorite one is um, I like the first like part of it it's in it's in a it's in three parts Ooh. never longer than three hours no um for the first date uh no. but the first one first part is going to sit down have a coffee 
just to make sure that you're both not axe murderers you know (laughs) yeah can you imagine an axe murderer in a coffee shop (laughs) i'm sure it's happened probably probably we've all gone on a date with one i'm just saying but um so that's the first hurl or the first yeah it's the first initial meeting just to realize that you wouldn't mind spending more time with people right with them do you know what i mean um and also to have the mindset when you go dating you're just meeting cool people like let's chill out in regards to like making sure that they're that partner just go meet some cool people but we're getting off topic we're gonna keep going um so 45 minutes of grabbing a coffee and then do an activity i always recommend doing an activity because chemistry is not just sitting and interviewing each other it's like moving and interacting with another and laughing and touching like you know how a guy will say something funny while you're walking down a sidewalk and you're like ah Yes. And it's like that first touch and like the spark so right. It's an activity. Also, when you're doing an activity, you're not staring at one another. You're kind of like either walking and you can talk out to the world rather than like directly at one another. Right. So um, you're seeing how this person interacts with the world. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. And also like, uh, and my favorite thing is to go rent those scooters down on the waterfront. I think those are so much fun. People have gone kayaking. People have jumped on the Silva. People have uh, just gone through walks through the park, gone and grabbed ice cream. And then usually after that part, um, if the guy, so the guy designs the date. Well, me and the guy design the date together. Um, and just to keep this. things, just to keep things kosher, the guy will pay for everything. I love that. But he also designs the date based on his budget. So, I mean, how much really is to go grab a coffee and go for a walk and grab ice cream and then call it quit? Okay. I love that. So he says, I have 50 bucks. Yeah. And you work with that 50. And I never recommend a guy spend any more than 50 bucks on a first date. No. That's no. ridiculous. Don't take Even a girl 50. out for a big dinner. I mean, I've, my standard first dates have always just been drinks. Yeah. Um, that's a good I, one. I like, yeah, drinks are great. But that's mostly because I'm just like, I, my true self is, an, I'm an evening person. Mm-hmm. And I so know. that's why I don't like the coffee dates. Yeah. I, I would rather, but I just like alcohol too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it loosens people up. It does. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong. I like the drink dates too. Yeah. Yeah. So coffee, coffee activity. or a drink. Yeah. And then an activity. Interesting. And then if the guy really likes the girl, if at the end you, he can say, do you want to go grab apps somewhere? And then you can go sit on a waterfront somewhere or go and grab a drink somewhere or something like that. I love that. Yeah. So the girls and the guys, the guy and the girl are completely aware of what the date's going to entail prior to going. They have pictures of them. They have a whole description of them. Interesting. I have rules. No first case, kiss, no last name, no phone numbers. And you can't cancel the date of unless it's an emergency. And then they sleep on the date. So they don't like call me right after to be like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. Um, they sleep and they talk to me the next day. And so say, for example, you, I sent you on a date with somebody uh-huh. and he really liked you, but you were not into him. You, I would be the one to communicate to him that it's not a good romantic fit and he'll never have your last name, never have your phone number, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> easy peasy. That is amazing. Yeah. And no first kiss. You can't go for a first kiss. General rule men never go for a first kiss on a first date. Really? Never. Oh. Never. You don't know that person well enough. I actually, I, I 100% agree. I don't think I've ever had that. I've had guys try and it just bugs me. <laughs> Cause if you're like drinking coffee and going on an activity, your breath does not smell that great. There, no first kiss, but maybe a desire. Uh huh. And a hug is a always hug. great. Oh, hugs are good. Yeah. Cause that, that's always a very awkward moment on a date. That goodbye moment. Yeah. And okay. What's your stance on the logistics in terms of, 
driving and picking up. Mm -hmm. Do you meet there and just part ways? Because the driving drop off goodbye is the most awkward one. It is. Because you can't really like if we're sitting in a car like I can't really like like it's just awkward. (laughs) That wasn't awkward. I really loved it. Like oh my god what was that? (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's an awkward way to say goodbye to somebody. Yeah. Is in the car. So I feel like I feel like I say meet there. Meet. I, th- I feel like meet there and just jump. And in I've the car. had so many dates where they're like, "I'll pick you up. It's fine." And I'm like, "Okay," but like, it is really awkward getting in a car the first time meeting someone. Yeah, like driving to your evening of plans. Yeah, like it's it's. <laughs> but I think dating just can be awkward in general too. But like yeah, second date, so I think awkward. you can pick them up and send them home. But I say first date, just have a quick exit if you need it. I love that. It's safety first. And do you ever have people who just bail bail after the coffee? They're just like, this ain't gonna work. Uh, no. Really? No. Really? Well, the dates that they're going on, they're already really high quality people. So I, I, I always encourage everybody to go at least till the end of the activity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had people call me and they're like, oh, that's the worst date I've ever been on. Blah, 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 blah. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. And that's usually just because like I just uh, at that time I had just started the business mm-hmm. and I wasn't very good at pre-screening people and they're already just kind of negative people. Right. So, so you've kind of perfected it. I pre Because yeah. you've been doing this how long? Two years, right? Yeah. So you really screen. You. Ugh, God damn, it's such a good service. <laughs> no, like I, I, I know I'm like kissing your ass right now, yeah. but truly for what's your typical customer so like yeah is it typically people like age wise mm-hmm. lifestyle wise is typically people who do have a little more money to spend on something like this um it's interesting like working professionals do you working think? professionals 100 percent. yeah yeah because it is 150 dollars a month okay so i mean it's not crazy that's um, not ex- that's not no un- not doable no it's not not doable if you have a decent job yeah but um i have everything i have like really high up like, I've recently started getting some executive customers. Oh, wow. So there's a tier up there that's really, really high up. Um, but the majority of the time, it's just people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And, Typically not 20s, eh? Uh, we have some men in their late 20s, very few women in their, okay. er, in their 20s. Okay. Mostly women, men in their, um, 30s, 40s, 50s. Got you. You know, professionals, mm-hmm. been done university, have been working for a while, have a little bit of disposable income. That's kind of really what I'm working with. Yeah. And um, I know there's a lot like I really just for like success wise in business, executive is a way to go. Like <laughs> the yeah. real rich people. <laughs> oh, yeah. But to be honest with you, I can't stand rich people. Mm. I never really liked them that much. Anyhow. So I like to just work with everyday people, just normal people. I love that. They so just much. need a little bit of help. They just need a bit of help. And they don't need a lot of help. Like most people don't need a lot of help. They just need a little bit. Right. Just a little nudge just to, op- to open themselves up a little bit. And I mean, three months is a good amount of time to do that because you're really getting to know people in oh, that totally. three months. It's just the right amount of time. It's not too much. It's not totally out of the realm. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whew. And so when you do the three dates, mm-hmm. is there a lot of time between the dates that you a arrange? Month. A month. Okay. So one date a month. Yeah. And Ooh. most of the time, the third date actually takes longer than the three months. So because I've already seen how they've interacted in events, like it's very important to come to the events if you're part of this program, because I can see who you're attracted to. I can see how you interact with people. I can really observe you at these events and kind of like read you a little bit. Right. Um. So as I see you go through these events, as I see you come through the dating coaching, and as I see you do the first two 
dates, as much as I want you to meet them on the first one, it's usually the third one takes longer because I know exactly what you want. Right. And it just takes longer to find that person. Right. For me. You're fine tuning. And by the third date, because technically I have uh, 300 people in my book of love is what it's called. Oh my God. The book of love. The book of love. But I'm only working with 12. Okay. Uh, until I become like until I am able to get rid of my job I will be bringing on all kinds of people right but I'm only working with 12 right now so once I have like if I say have six people that are going on their third date I'm out there pretty much every night networking and meeting people I'm constantly thinking oh will this be good for Sarah will this be good for Sarah oh he'd be great for Sarah you know what I mean I'm constantly working for those clients and like how do you just from an organizational standpoint keep that all straight because like you gotta stay organized that is like, I'm picturing, like, a doctor with, like, a file. Yeah. Like, do you literally have a file? I have a binder. For everybody? Holy jump out. I have a binder with a sheet. But I also have a whole database now, which was worth every penny, that pulls all the matches up in front of me and organizes it already. And obviously, the more you work with people, the more you know them. Yes. So the more they're on your radar. Yes. So really, truly, if you're a client of yours, like, yeah. it's worth it for you to, like, take advantage of the events oh like, you have to all of that there's a lot of people that just think they're like oh you know i'm just here for the matchmaking i don't really need to go to an event or i don't need any coaching you need coaching you need the coach you need the coaching you need the event it's not just like about going to the and it's just also like how can you only be introduced to three people go and meet you know 13 people in an event exactly. three times a month Expanded. or once every three months yeah and you also do, I saw in there that you do, you do workshops too? Yeah. Like little one-off, are they one-off workshops or are they just for the people in the three months? Um, so they're VIP for the people in three months. They sell out really, really quickly too. Um, but yeah, you can buy tickets to them. Interesting. And there's like no profit in that for me. That's just like where I see the most change being affected. Interesting. Yeah. And what kind of things do you cover in the workshops? Um, they constantly are evolving. We have a wingman webinar that's coming out. Uh, it's this Tuesday. Interesting. It's actually free. Uh, it's our first webinar with this dating coach in Edmonton. And, uh, he's great. He's amazing. And so we're just going to bring the guys in on a webinar and he's going to do a little chat. And again, both men and women, it's confidence. And for him, he's going to teach the men or talk about living for purpose Mm. because living for purpose is huge for just being attractive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you are probably way more attractive than you think just having this passion in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just having this and having just this topic to be able to talk about. Absolutely. And having the skills to just kind of like, t- you're like, you're, you're way more attractive than I think you give yourself credit oh, for. Thanks girl. Oh, that makes, that makes me, totally. I feel like that's a tough one and not to put it on like more weight on women or men, but body image and mm-hmm. body confidence I is know. something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like I, I put on weight like this year and mm-hmm. I've always been, I never really had to worry about weight stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I turned 32 and it's like, everything's sagging. Go. Where did this go? go. And, I, I and it's, it's, um, it's like we talked about being a busier person with a lot of moving parts in life, trying to manage all those parts, trying to take the time for myself and my health, mm-hmm. trying to like, you know, put effort into myself. Like it, it it's all very overwhelming and hard. Yeah. And no one in my 20s told me that it would be this hard no. at 32. No. Uh, and it's the most stressful, yeah. overwhelming time in life. Yeah. And we're all just trying to make it work. Yeah. Um, but this is like something that does make me so happy. And yeah. it's so important to have that even when you are... <laughs> Like, got a thousand things. Like, yeah. after you leave tonight, I'm going to be going on my email and doing work. And, yeah. like, it doesn't end. No. Um, yeah. But, like, it's so important to have that. And as women, to have 
to have a passion. Yeah. It's something that you're really, really proud. And that could, that could be your day job. Yeah. Maybe it is. Oh, absolutely. It's not for your a lot. It's, you know, some people it's not, that's not the case. No. Uh, and they have to do things outside of that. Yeah. Um, but like, in your opinion, if, if if you're looking at someone like me who, like, wants to make dating a priority and, like, wants to do it, mm-hmm. what do you think is a doable approach? Because I've heard women who, like, go on, like, lunch lunch dates, like, during their work week and they squeeze that in during their work day. And, mm-hmm. like, I always used to think one date a week, that's doable. Yeah. But then I was like, holy shit, maybe, maybe once every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like, is it literally just figuring out what works for your life? Or is it just taking the moments as they come and not even putting the pressure on yourself to have a quota? You kind of answered your question right there, I think. Yeah, not having a quota? Yeah. Yeah. But also just kind of like realizing that being busy is the best way to date. A lot of people want to come to me when they're like, I have so that I have time. It's actually better to date when you're really busy. That way you're not being too needy with the person, the people that you're dating. So I think once a week is great, but also double up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We also think that we need to like completely like tunnel this time with this date so that it can be this and this and this. If you're going to a concert with some friends... Invite them along, even if it's a first date. We don't do that anymore. No, we really, really don't. But it's kind of a good idea because if he can't hang with your friends, he can't hang with you. Oh, listen, wannabe. Mm -hmm. They said it right. Yeah. And it's so true. That is something that's so important to me, the friendship aspect. Yeah. Because it's really interesting when you see people you know get into relationships and it's like you've never met their Mm. like significant other and they've been dating like eight months. Yeah. That's an interesting question for you. How long do you think into a dating situation Mm -hmm. should you introduce them to your friend group? See, I'm not good at relationship advice, but I think at that point it's not a relationship. But (laughs) at that point you did your job. I think it's pretty quick. I say just introduce them in like a, in like a social situation. Right. Like my biggest advice to a woman who say, for example, there's a guy that you're super into and um, you got one of those. Okay. And he won't quite communicate back. Um, like he's not texting back very quickly. Number one rule is usually he's just not that into you, which we have to listen to. That's but so true. For, for example, if you can't get him out of your head, if he's uh-huh. just that one thing that you kind of need a little bit of closure on. Yeah. Um, I say if you're out with your girlfriends, um, like for example, I love to go to, um, jazz at Barely's. I just live down the street nice. from it. Amazing. So I'll go there and I'll meet a friend or I'll meet a guy friend. Or I'll meet a group of singles that I already know. Or I'll run into people there that I already know. I text him around nine o'clock. So not too late, not like booty call hour, but like just a little bit before and I say, Hey, I'm at Barely's listening to jazz. You should come to say you should come rather than you should probably maybe perhaps come if you want to. Um, to say like, Hey, I'm living a freaking fabulous life. You should come hang out with me. What about, what about saying, I'm here with these people if you want to come by. No. It's too passive? It's too passive. So you should come as like, we want you here. It's like, you should come. It's like, you're an idiot if you don't come and hang out with me. Because I'm living, like, I'm doing something really cool right now. Because you're confident enough to know that you're that cool. That's interesting. And that you're living that cool of a life. Or like, even if I just go to, Julep is my new favorite place too. I love Julep. Have you been there? I've heard of this place. I hear so it's cool. pricey. Oh, <laughs> it's not that bad oh, actually. Really? No, it's, no. But it's more a little higher end cocktails. The cocktails are actually really expensive. The yeah, food yeah. isn't. Yeah. But um, I'll go there and I'll go there with like a friend or something like that. And friends are great. But at some point, you know, I'm out to meet new people. Yeah. If there's a guy that's on my list and like I haven't quite cross that line with him i'll say hey this is where i'm at you should come you know and put the feeler out and see what he does with it yeah now here's my question what if the response is 
Well, obviously we know. No response. Yeah. That's it. He just ain't that into you. But like what? Because I think that there's this thing that gets put on women mm-hmm. from a young age mm-hmm. that we can get any guys we want. Mm-hmm. You'll always get... You can you can have sex with anybody. You can date anybody. And it's like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And we got to stop teaching women that. Because yeah. then they're really going to get let down when yeah. they get rejected. And everyone's going to get rejected. Yeah. But like when a guy responds with, so sorry, like I have work in the morning. Yeah. Some male friends of mine might say, oh, that just means he's not into you. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on that? Like so sometimes people come, have a life. Yeah, no, totally. No, absolutely. <laughs> and he doesn't have to show up. Actually, that's not the point of it is for him to actually show up. The point of it is for like you have put that effort out there that like, OK, let's interact in person. So you should come. If, for example, he says, I, sorry, I can't. I work in the morning, which is legit. Um, and yeah. then a week later, he like says, hey, I'm here. Do you want to come? Or hey, let's go grab coffee. Let's hang out soon. You're on his, you're putting yourself on the radar. You're putting himself on your radar. Only do that once, by the way. If he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, respond with something along the lines of let's hang out sometime, um, uh-huh. Just let that one go. If it's just uh, I got to work in the morning, sorry, I couldn't make it. And then you never and then, hear from and them. Then there's nothing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I genuinely do think, and I mean, I know that confidence is a factor, but I think mm-hmm. if a guy wants to see you and you'll you, make it happen, and if you made a little bit of a move in yeah. that direction, yeah, that's giving the green light to even the least confident guys. Oh, it is. You know, like, and we have to give them all a little bit more credit to how much work they have to do. Yeah. These guys. And like, they get destroyed when they get like rejected. Like men get yeah. rejected 20 times more than women. It's would so ever true. Would. You're so right. And like, we just got to make it a little bit easier for them. Like if we're Sensible. into a guy, yeah. just open ourselves up a little bit to him. Yeah. Give him that hint. That's a little bit more hintier than you would normally do because you know, women can, understand like you and i are communicating right now we understand each other's subtle cues more than a guy would hitting him over the head sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean so they don't they don't like not all of them get super subtle cues so don't think that they will we're yeah. not you know yeah no i know communication is such a such a thing it is it's so important i know it's cliche but no communication is 100 percent the biggest thing ever it, it really for is. success in any way success in yeah in, in business and relationships and business yeah. especially yeah Oof yeah so important absolutely oh my gosh I, we covered so i'm just gonna take a peek at my questions and see if there's anything that <laughs> i didn't ask you but i think that we covered we covered a lot Girl, we covered so much typical customer how much how do you match people i think i asked you most of these yeah i think so too um because i yeah one of these questions how does online dating impact the matchmaking uh d- business space mm-hmm. and, and you kind of said it it's not competition but it's kind of a supplement it's a tool, but tool. also like online dating will just basically throw people at me because most of the people when I sit down for a matchmaking consultation will be like, I am just so tired of online dating. <laughs> so finally I decided to come to you. Do you know what I mean? So like You're online dating is weird strong. and wary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're coming to me because they're just tired of it. Oh my gosh. You must, do you think most people are? Most people are tired of it. So tired of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just because everybody can be on it now. Like my brother met his wife online dating. Oh yeah. But that was in the times where like it was, not everybody was on it. It's like an entertainment tool now. Oh, uh, it's so, yeah. it is. I have so many married friends mm-hmm. that make profiles no. just for fun. And I'm, I've Shut been vocal up. and people have been like, you're too uptight. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not cool. Not cool. Unless you're fuck, unless you're in an open relationship. Yeah. That's not, that's not cool. Cool. There's people that's on there that cool. are literally 
could really like you. Yeah. And are trying to find their person. Like, yeah. like <laughs> that's not cool. And that's not cool to your partner either. No. Like, even if it is just a joke and you guys are doing it together, so you can open do it that up. Because I think that they get into married life and it's boring. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I want to know what it's like to live as a single person. I'm like, you're really, you're, you're, you're playing with fire. You're on the tip of the iceberg of what it's like to be a single person. Yeah. You're not experiencing the full shit bag. Yeah. <laughs> of all the shit that comes with being single. <laughs> yeah. Like you said that you love being single. I love being single. So my last question before yeah. we end the episode is, is like, what are your tips in loving being single? Because I hate it. And I don't know how, like, it's the mindset thing. Maybe I'll just have to pay the 150 bucks and hire you. Yeah. To find out. I <laughs> uh, got a new client. That'd be fun. Um, when I get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is there anything that you can think of that can help not hating the single life? Because mm-hmm. I think when you want the relationship, mm-hmm. it becomes so on your mind mm-hmm. that you get down and out about being single. Mm-hmm. How the heck can you enjoy it? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, living a fabulous life, number one. Living on purpose. So having something to fill your time. So yeah. spend as little time at home as you possibly can. I love that advice. If you're a homebody um, and you love reading books all day long, go to a coffee shop and read books. And be out in the world. Be out in the world. Stay out of the house as long as you can. The most... and you. It's funny that a lot of the time we think that we hate singlehood so much because we just really hate the routine of our life so much. Ooh, like, I love that. That's so true. When we're going to work all day long and we're talking to the same people all day long, we've gone to the same coffee shop and we know everybody there. It's boring. And yeah. it's boring. And then we go home and if we're not and like our social time would be going out with friends to the same place with the same bartender with everybody that we know having yeah. the same conversation um, or we're staying at home kind of like doing what we love but not doing what makes us live like purpose wise and i think that a lot of single people me included Mm -hmm. there's things that we want to do or maybe like restaurants we want to go to that we think we can't go because we don't have a partner oh no and like so i've lately been doing the thing i can't really do it that much right now but like dating myself yeah like like i used to not go to movies alone yeah me neither. That's still a hard one for me. That's really tough, right? Yeah, that's a hard one. But like, if you want to go, if there's like, if you really want pasta or yeah. if you really want sushi, yeah, just take yourself out yeah. for dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I order a lot of, like I order a lot of skip the dishes and stuff. Yeah. I kind of do it, but I, I, I want to actually make the point to like dress up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like go to it, go get pasta by myself. Yeah. You're dating yourself. You're dating yourself. Absolutely. You want to eat that pasta? Go get it. Go get it. Oh no, that's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good point. Dating, like, dating yourself. yourself. And enjoying your time with you. Mm-hmm. And we always say, why am I not happy? It's because we're not doing the things that make us happy. So true. Um, like if I was reading a book today on the waterfront and I have haven't done that in a long time and i was just so blissfully happy oh i'm nice. like i gotta do this again more it's so like to take the time to do that and being self-aware i know a lot of single people and not just people in general they don't want to work on themselves they don't want personal growth because you have to actually really be work. honest uh, yeah and do the work of it you have to be honest of who you are where you're at what kind of happiness it is you have to address your life where it is and then you have to start the improvement and do the work for it self-work is like so much work oh my gosh it's so hard but like but once you do it then you're going to be so much more confident of of a person yeah and your partner your future partner is going to thank you for all that work you put in because they don't have to do it because they don't have to do it and you're less likely to do it in a partnership because nobody can tell me what to do do you know what i mean (laughs) 
yeah. I got to do it myself. Otherwise, it's There's not happening. There's something about this age, like 32, 34, where it's like, what? We figured it out. Like, yeah. we're, or we're, if we haven't totally figured it out, we figured most of it out. Yeah. You, you know couldn't what I pay mean? me to go like, back to 20. Right? No. Oh, my God. I was, I was, the, the body was a bit cuter then, but like, I <laughs> gotta say, I'm more beautiful now than I was when I was 20. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, Geneva, this was, um. Oh, so much fun. This was so great. And I almost want to like have you on like regularly for like dating <laughs> episodes because it just felt like a therapy session that I needed in my life. And I, yes. and I think. I think this was extremely useful yeah. for people. So. We went into <gasps> a lot of stuff here. This was amazing. No hold back, girl. No hold I back. I will answer any question anybody asks me ever, except for engagement. I yeah. love this, and I feel like I've only scraped the iceberg of you, and I want to know the whole thing. Oh. But we'll get there. Yes, yeah, so it's going to happen. Thanks so much for coming well, on. Well, thank you so much for having Please me. Please tell everybody where they can find you, where they oh. can find your business, like yes. where they can follow everything, get more okay. information about your services. Okay. So all of my events are on Facebook, so if you want to see any like speed dating events or anything like that it's all on facebook yes. um that currently i have facebook won't let me change my name to je matchmaking oh that's lame they're calling me a uh, poser and i'm like i'm not a poser what so that is still not actually a poser i can't oh. think of the word that they call me <laughs> but um i'm working on that and that's hoping to be je matchmaking on facebook but right now it is speed dating halifax still speed in halifax okay. yeah which okay. is fine because that's where all the events are right um but then instagram is my favorite we're yes. actually having a bachelorette contest i you need to tell everybody about this i am so excited yes. for this so i'm creating basically hell a bachelorette in halifax is my plan so we launched it september 28th on my birthday because i work every day of the year and um and so what we're going for now is for you to tag yourself and all your single girlfriends and we're going to draw for the bachelorette and what the bachelorette is going to do she's going to come sit down with me we're going to put a profile up we're going to say this is halifax's bachelor i want to do this monthly and i want to do like all age ranges monthly. all sexualities well i want it to be monthly well, yeah, yeah yeah we will see what regularly then. i want to see how like people i would love for it to be monthly i would oh love my for god. it to be all the time oh my god oh my god um i but like i have to see how people react to it because this is the first time i've done it can you so can you so you tag you comment yeah so if i want to be a bachelorette i comment and i tag three friends three friends which puts you in four times and your friends in each one <gasps> yeah so then say you win i will sit down with you and then we will put up like depends on how private you want to be if the bachelorette wants to be really private we're not going to put up like her full name and her picture but we'll right. like describe her a little bit her first name and this is the bachelorette and so then we're launching another poster to get three bachelors and so that's going to be the same thing where like the people will be voting for themselves and their three and their, all their single guy friends. And uh, so we're going to pick out three bachelors. I'm thinking I'm going to pick out two off of the actual contest. Then I'm going to pick a third from the book of love. <gasps> that's just super compatible with her. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love everything about this. I this know. Is amazing. And so I'm hoping to like, it depends on how open everybody is. Yeah. But eventually, like, if it's not this time, eventually I want it to be basically, here are the three bachelors as well. And everybody in the public can vote, like, um, who do you think that she'd be most compatible with? And then we can do the results of all the dates. Cause I'm centering on three matchmaker design dates. Dates with these three people. And I'm paying for the date. Oh my god. Oh yeah. This is so fun. And there's so much fun stuff you could do. Like you mm -hmm. could like do little videos with each of them. I know. A little pre pre interview. I yes. know. 
Oh my god! I want like the coast to pick it up or something. Oh my god! You got it. Uh, I'm gonna be resharing the shit out of this. <laughs> and oh, yes. when does this? When does the it close? Okay, so Important that question. is on um, Instagram, and it's JE Matchmaking mm-hmm. is the page. Awesome. Um, so it launched September 28th. The mm-hmm. closing of the Bachelorette will be the following Saturday. So I think it's October fifth. Okay. Um, and then the 12th, we're going to actually announce who the bachelorette is and which we're going to start launching the bachelor contest is October 12th. Okay. And then so we're gonna this f- episode will be out in time to promote, promote the bachelor one. Cause this won't be out this Friday, but it'll be oh, out next cool. Friday. So all that's so the bachelor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The bachelors. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So. I really, please nominate me. <laughs> I, I, please nominate yourself and everybody else. And I will. Like, I'm, I, I would love to do something like this. I think it's so fun. Oh, it's, oh yeah. That's so oh, yeah. Cool. And you'd be like, great if you could win the bachelorette. Like, you would be like open to all of it. Okay. So yeah, I'm going like, to try to put you at the top of the hat. For freaking votes here. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's unreal. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. Oh. Everything you do is so great. You should be so proud of oh, yourself for doing thank this. Thank you so much. And you're just such a positive light in the world. <laughs> and the world needs you. Oh. Um, anything else? So, yeah. So they can find oh, and you on then Instagram. the website. www.jematchmaking.com. So, J.E. Matchmaking anything. Yeah. So, that's where they can find info about signing up. And that's where you can go. And if you want to sign up for like a phone call with me, like a personal mm-hmm. consultation phone call, you go to my website and you just book a time that works for you and we'll jump on the phone and then... Unreal. If everything works well, we'll grab into a coffee and everything works well, we'll send you on some dates. Oh my God. Yeah. So fun. I'd be so curious. Let her know if you found out about this through this podcast. Yes, please do. I'm curious because I I want people to obviously hire you. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. I'm so, you'll have to come back on because this was, this was so fun. I know. We just scratched the surface. And we only just scratched, this always happens. Uh, (laughs) The the best guests are the ones where I'm like, I feel like the conversation was great, but like, I want to talk. But I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. (laughs) Some Uh, night you need to come and crash here and we'll even drink more wine. We'll just drink more wine about it. We'll get a bottle in. Ah! (laughs) I love it so much. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. You get to end with a bell ring. Oh, you know what? I do this at a speed dating all the time. Oh, do you? Ding, ding. Time's Mm -hmm. up, bitch. Time's up. Six minutes. (laughs) I love that. Six minutes. All right. Oh, my God. You're still here? You made it through that two-hour episode? Well, I'm thinking if you made it this far, you enjoyed the episode. What you can do is leave an iTunes rating or review. That is greatly appreciated and would very much so help out the show. And, of course, follow Intoxicated on social media if you haven't already. What are you waiting for? Thanks so much for listening, you guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.